guys ready? Alex Jones. How much damage can one man do to school shooting victims and the country? CNN asks those who know him. The truth doesn't really matter at all. Megaphone for Conspiracy. Alex Jones. Sunday at 8. Abs and a six-pack. It's Abs and Six Pack episode 146, and this is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. I can do this voice. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be live here for the next two hours. Did I say 146? I think that's not right. No, I'm thinking about it. Let me go, let me go to shipmyass.com and double check. It's Abs and Six Pack 146. 56, not 46. It's happens in a six-pack, 156, and this is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. I can do this voice. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be live here for the next two hours. And we're joined by the legendary NetNed, as far as I know, and my memory... Legendary? Well, my memory doesn't always serve, but I believe this is the first time NetNed's been on Abs in a Six-Pack. Yeah, I've been on behind the schemes with you before and that's true yeah i i think that night um and i was <laughs> i was fucked up that night I'll be honest you were i didn't i didn't notice oh, okay well all right good <laughs> all right well yeah no i was i uh, had a beer with you out, outside <laughs> you seemed good then well i'm remember? glad to hear that do you remember we, we had the beer outside the uh rolling yeah. rink? <laughs> I do remember that, and you I, were fine I, then. You're a little bit nervous, though. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember, like when you left that night, or whenever it was. I was like, "You got to come on abs in a six pack next week." And it took how many months to, for me to actually follow um, through on that? I don't. It seems like it was, it was last week, wasn't it? It seems like it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is like it took like a while. Five, five months ago, I think. Wasn't it? Yeah. So much stuff has happened in my life since then, but I uh, I want to formally welcome you on Tabs and Six Packs, and also apologize that it took this long because it's been a long no, time coming. No biggie. I appreciate the offer. That's fine, dude. Yeah, no. Hopefully, it'll be the first of many. Thanks. Uh, okay, let me just start the show with this because we got. How do I want to start the show today? How do I, how do we want to start the show today? So. You, uh, I've been looking for this for a while and you've provided it to me. The CNN, uh, what do they call it? Uh, CNN special report, special report special. megaphone of conspiracy regarding Alex Jones. <laughs> I have not watched it yet. I have it queued up to watch it. So we can go through that or we can go through my little present. We, we can go through my little presentation about it or not about that, but about, uh, Something similar before then. I think it might be better to do the presentation up front. Okay, that's fine. But we'll uh, you know. unless you think it'd be better to keep the uh, the juicy stuff for the end, because I don't know what I'm getting into with this uh, CNN special report. Have you um, watched it? Well, I kept trying to record it, and I was doing like the first like maybe five minutes of it, and. Uh, I don't. It's like a bunch. Of, it seems like they got like a bunch of old pe- or clips with people that used to work for him or around him or something, 
in basically every one of them. <laughs> there are some like outlandish <laughs> claims in there. There's one right off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They keep playing clips like that, and then <laughs> then somebody comes in and says, "He's a dark, evil de- demon. He's gonna kill you all," you know, and some shit yeah. like that. And I used to work with him, and he would take his coffee black, and that means he's a Satanist. Well, okay, so before we uh, before we go into the CNN go bl- blind, I think it might be fun to play my little presentation first because uh, who knows what we're getting into with the CNN thing, and mm-hmm. uh, it might take some editing. So let's just start with the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, you know who John Ronson is? He wrote the book Men Who Stare at Goats, which later became a movie with Clooney and Jeff Bridges and... I've watched the movie, not not the. Uh, I haven't read the book. Yeah, the movie was a whitewash of the book, and the book was a whitewash of the real thing because they were actually doing psychic experiments, remote viewing, uh, animal sacrifices. It's all declassified. Oh, so it was darker than the movie, is what you're saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there. But here's uh, John Ronson wrote that book. He John Ronson is also the guy that broke into or snuck into quote unquote Bohemian Grove with Alex Jones. Um. Okay. He does stuff for NPR now. This is oh, Alex okay. in Wonderland. The intro. This American Life, Myra Glass. Today's program: Beware the Jabberwock. We've arrived at Act Two of our program, Act Two, Alex in Wonderland. So one of the occasional contributors to our program, John Ronson, actually got to know Alex Jones personally years ago, long before Alex Jones became the most notorious conspiracy theorist in the country. They met doing a story where. Together, they snuck into a summertime enclave of the rich and powerful called Bohemian Grove. They each did their own stories about it. John thought it was pretty harmless, maybe a little silly. Alex Jones thought it was much more sinister. (laughs) Now and then over the years, they would touch base. Then in 2016, John met somebody in Alex's orbit. And that is where this story begins. The man's name was Josh Owens. And in October 2016, he started sending me cryptic texts about his boss. Like, a lot of times I'm conflicted with what I'm seeing. Anyway, I won't get into that. His boss was Alex Jones. Josh worked for him as a cameraman and a field producer. We exchanged more texts, and then we arranged to meet in a hotel lobby in Washington, D.C. And here he was, walking in from the street and waving shyly. I was struck by how nervous he looked. He had travelled here to tell me secrets about Alex, and the reason he chose me was because I have known Alex Jones for so long. When I first met and wrote about him 20 years ago, he broadcast Infowars down an ISDN line from a child's bedroom in his house, which was covered in choo-choo train wallpaper. Choo-choo train wallpaper. (laughs) Is this The Hobbit, or are they in the Shire? (laughs) You know, do, do, do you know who John Ronson is? I mean, outside the <laughs> I, guy that wrote Men Who Stare Goes, he wears little Harry Potter glasses and he, <laughs> he went on Joe Rogan and talked about how Bohemian Grove is actually a completely innocuous little transfer of power. <laughs> it's, uh, he sounds like it. <laughs> dude, he went on Joe is Rogan. Is that how he talks all like, the time? Oh, yeah, dude. It, what, John Ronson's been on Rogan like two or three times and every time he's like, Okay. I can't believe that Alex Jones thought anything weird was going on but with Bohemian Grove because <laughs> we were snuck in there together and it was 
completely on the up and up. <laughs> and then Gandalf the Grey showed up and everything was better. Oh, Gandalf raping day. You know what that... Have you heard about that? No, what? Oh, uh, the, the the real actor you're saying? No, Gandalf raping day. What What is that? Have you ever seen Whitest Kids You Know? Uh, no. Is it a, All right, uh, let's take a detour real quick. You won't get the full picture with the, uh, <laughs> you won't get the full 85. picture, you won't get the full picture with the, uh, lack of visuals, but we'll just go to Gandalf real quick. I think that's worth, I think it's worth going in there because it is, it does remind me of John Robinson. Um, and by dropping the one ring into the fires of Mount Doom, Frodo vanquished Sauron forever and banished him from the land. Gandalf rescued Frodo from Mount Doom by sending a giant eagle into the mouth of the great volcano to pluck Frodo from certain death and return him safely to the Shire. The Fellowship gathered one last time to celebrate their victory. Hobbits, dwarves, elves and men, welcome back to the Shire. I've brewed some Hinkleberry Fizzywigs for you all to enjoy. Come, let us celebrate the end of this great war. Gandalf, what the fuck? What is it, my little hobbit? You want to tell me how the fuck long you had a giant goddamn eagle? <laughs> well, I've been friends with the eagle kind for longer than you'd care to know, or I'd care to remember. <laughs> Cut the shit, you old fruit. Frodo got stabbed in the arm by a Nazgul. That hurts! Um, uh, well, I'm... Glad to see that everyone made it home from their journey. Everyone didn't make it home from their journey. Boromir is dead! Asshole! I got lost in the caverns of Mount Doom and had to fight a giant spider. I have nightmares every night. <laughs> well, we all have our nightmares that we must overcome and... Everybody shut the fuck up! Gandalf! Why the fuck? Didn't you just give the Ring of Power to your eagle friend and let him drop it in the caverns of Mount Doom? Well, eagles cannot be trusted with that sort of immense power. I mean, uh, that sort of power can be very corrupting, so, you know, Frodo is young and stout, as hobbits all want to be, and he just, you know, I used him. Well, then you should have had the eagle carry me with the ring in my hand to Mount Doom, then pick me up and bring me back home. Then we would have gotten all this done much more quickly, and Boromir would still be alive! Boromir! Oh my god. He's gone. It's just sinking in. It's final. I fucking hate you! I fucking hate you! Enough! I am a wizard, and I will not be interrogated by the likes of you. No, no, no. He's just using this fishing line going from his finger to that light switch over there. I got a lead pipe in my hand that says this old fuck ain't magic. There's only one way to find out. And rape him they did. Again and again, repeatedly and repeatedly, they would rape him to death's door and then nurse him back to health. And then rape him back to death's door. They did it again and again throughout the centuries. Gandalf raping became a tradition passed down from ancestor to ancestor, generation to generation. A holiday was created called Gandalf Raping Day, 
And on this day, once a year, they would stop raping Gandalf and nurse him back to health. But as sure as the sun would rise the next day, the raping was right back on. Until one day in the year 1120, a mischievous young hobbit by the name of Gudu forgot what day it was and raped Gandalf on Gandalf Raping Day, thus not allowing him time to be nursed back to health and killing him. Everyone thought this was hilarious and erected a giant statue of Gudu that stands in Hobbiton Square to this very day. There you go. That's a much better story than the real yeah. story. Gandalf <laughs> raping day. You know what the funny thing is? I went to the. I was typing that in when you uh, mentioned it yeah. uh, on into YouTube, and then it came up and it had uh, High in Church playing in the background. Oh yeah. By the way, this kids you know. Trevor like, Moore, dude. R.I.P. Like, wow, man. this is fucking weird that they got this music in the background, and it took me like. I think the government killed his to ass. realize. I was like, holy crap, that's not playing in the fucking background. That's in one of my tabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I know how Whoa. it goes. <laughs> Lay off the weed. Yeah, yeah pretty Adam much. Adam Swamp thing. Lay off the weed. All right. Uh, where do we leave off here? <clears throat> it was that... Uh, John uh, Ronson, Alex, and what the is Hobbit, life marathon. The Hobbit talking about... When I first met and wrote about him 20 years ago, he broadcast Infowars down an ISDN line from a child's bedroom in his house, which was covered in choo-choo train wallpaper. Choo-choo train wallpaper, that's right. Okay, the ISDN so- line was covered in choo-choo train wallpaper? The bedroom. <laughs> it's kind of the, I think it's the bedroom. He, he but, didn't you really know, specify there. You, you're right, yeah. Uh, now, this is where things get weird, and I have a theory about this, but this is still NPR, John Ronson's report. This is their report on Alex Jones in high school. What everyone does remember about Alex is, well, how memorable he was. We were emailed the same stories over and over from former classmates. Quote, he used to run through the hall saying he was the devil. This is no joke. And he spoke a lot about being Satan or the Antichrist. And... He would walk the halls with his arms flared out and with this intense, wide-eyed, evil look in his eyes. And he proclaimed to be the Antichrist. Here's Coach Randy. I'm fixing to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. He... Oh, golly. Sounds legit. People thought he was possessed. Have you heard this? I've heard this from so many students, but this is the first time I've heard it from an adult. (laughs) Well, he could make his tongue turn black. And he would roll his eyes back in his head, and he would just sort of shake his head. Let me hear that again. His coach purple Kool-Aid? His coach Randy says... He's just drinking purple Kool-Aid. Make his tongue turn black, roll his eyes back in his head, and he would say he was the Antichrist. And he would roll his eyes back in his head, and he would just sort of shake his head. It was... I don't even know how to describe it. It was so eerie. So you would see him do it? Yeah, I saw him do it in class. And what did you think you were looking at? I really didn't know if he had broke a pen or something, you know, to get his tongue and his mouth black or not. He terrorized that high school just run full steam and shove his head into the lockers and scream, you know, Hail Satan! This is Ellen. I'll call her Ellen. She didn't want us to use her real name because, as she texted, 
I am not afraid of Alex directly, but I am very concerned about retaliation from his followers. Ellen went to middle school and high school with Alex. She didn't remember any party in a barn where Alex got revenge attacked, but she did have lots of other memories of him, like these. Sitting in art class with him across the table. Um, he's over there wringing his hands, describing to me in great detail how he's going to rape me. <laughs> and I never thought he would actually do that. Just shock factor. I mean, do you buy any of this? I don't know. I'm... <laughs> Even when Alex was in school, they would pull your ass out of school if you're sitting there scheming yeah. on how to rape somebody. <laughs> Even if a, any lady said that. Yeah, it just seems fishy. Okay, especially because he, he, he grew up in Texas, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So they're pulling, they're yanking you out of school like no tomorrow if you're saying that to a girl. That's what I'm saying, dude. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, we'll uh, continue on here. Well, actually, oh god. Okay, actually, you know what? Was he a was he a football star though? Is it what the angle's going to be? Well, let's hear what his uh, buddy Jared has to say from high school. So, when did you first meet Alex Jones? Nineteen ninety, my senior year. Jared's real name is Jared. Still, <laughs> Jared's real name is Jared. Who would have thought? Jared's he, real wait, name wait, what? is Jared. <laughs> because he, he kept the last lady anonymous. She's like, her name isn't really Karen, but we'll call her Karen. And then when Jared says something, he goes, Jared's real name is Jared. I'm John Ronson. <laughs> Thanks, John. Jared's real name is Jared. Oh, good. Still lives close to Rockwall in a mobile home in the countryside. Even though his mother, who was watching us from the kitchen, had counselled him to be anonymous, Jared was steadfast. He wanted to be named. Right off the bat, he was odd, real real odd, real strange. We wanted him around because it was funny at first, you know, the way he acted. But it got worse and worse. And (laughs) finally, man, we just didn't want to hang hang out with him at all. Jared was bewildered that a journalist had contacted him. Nobody had asked him about the day Alex beat him unconscious since high school. It was an argument over a girl. I said, dude, just get away. You just go on. He came in behind me and pretty much just ran me to the wall and, and uh, caused me to fall off balance. And it dazed me. Uh, I, I was bird vision. I couldn't. I could see him, but he picked me up, and I just went over and head first and. Knocked me out immediately and, and started, uh, my body went in convulsion. I was flipping all over the ground. Whoa. And he just kept stomping on my head and kicking me in the head and, and uh, kicking me in the ear. And my blood came out of my ears, my, my nose, and everything. Head, he was uh, trying to kill me, you know, uh, point blank. Whatever, what, what other excuse is there, you know? Yeah, I got uh, seven fractures to the skull and concussion. I lost 20% here in my right ear. I live with headache pretty much all the time. I get pretty bad headaches. Jared said the parents took over after that. Alex's father, a dentist, offered to pay Jared's medical bills, including a $10,000 neurologist's bill. But there was a condition. Y'all just don't jump on Alex. You know, just just um, leave him alone. I'll, I'll pay all the bills. So, you know, so I just left him alone. Jared said Alex's father also gave Jared's parents a book about why it's wrong for people to sue people. Lots of people remember Alex beating Jared up. His coach, Randy, who broke up the fight. Oh, golly. 
Alex had him upside down. Do you know what a pile driver is? No. Pile driver? You literally have the person with his feet up in the air and his head down between your legs, and you just drop to the ground, and first thing that hits is your butt and his head at the same time. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> now I I have to I have to um was this I mean was this was this like uh documented that he did this or I don't He's I mean, talked about it on his show, but he said the uh, guy beat the shit out of him. That's all uh, coming up. Um now this is Was totally, there a lawsuit and stuff or no? Well let me let me because I was thinking about playing my payoff early, but now that you're asking these questions, I think we should just continue with the actual story. Uh, this is Ronson interviewing Alex Jones about those events. Alex had one condition. This is still from the NPR interview. Alex had one condition for doing this interview. He wanted to make a brief statement. Though my story isn't about Sandy Hook, this is what he wants to say. So here's my Sandy Hook statement. Looking back... Before I was ever sued years ago, I reviewed the information, and I do believe the horror of Sandy Hook happened. Do believe. By the way, that's only sort of true. Even after Alex first admitted that children died at Sandy Hook, he hedged, saying they probably died, and I tend to believe they died. I have apologized to the family. Uh, hey, uh... Netna, do you want to take a guess? You want to gander a guess as to whether or not John Ronson actually provided links or played the clips of what he's claiming here? Um, wait. So he's gonna play? You mean the links of uh, Alex? Uh, Alex just Jones? like play. If Alex Jones said after he apologized, and Alex Jones apologized and then said, "Well, they probably died." You think Alex? Oh. You think John Ronson would play a clip of oh, that? They're not gonna, they, it? Yeah, they're not gonna play both. No, sides of it. Um, no, of course not. Because it, well, I, John Ronson, what? just like everybody on NPR <clears throat> does, he tells you what they say. Instead of like letting you hear what so, somebody said, I'm just going to tell you what they said. Yeah, I don't. It's this guy's got a uh, the inflection in his voice is. Uh, uh, I don't want to say bizarre. It's more like uh, leading, I guess. Was what it seemed well, I'll like, tell you this. You know. I had a very low opinion of British people on the whole until Gloof came into my life. Play there until right who? Gloof. Until who? Gloof a cock. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I agree with you. He's like the first British person that so. I've interacted with that wasn't a total fucking jackass. We have a uh, British news guy here on one of the local channels that does, does that. <laughs> you know, that typical, you know. It's an accident. Yeah. Somebody died. He hedged, saying I'm they jammed. died. And I tend to believe they died. I have apologized to the families many times in the last few years, and my reporting has caused them any pain. These apologies are contentious because he's apologized, but then continued to cast doubt on the shootings. I never said that anyone should harass the victims' families, and I asked the media to please stop saying that I have said that. As best as we can tell, Alex never directly instructed his fans to harass the families. No, well, that's good. At least they admitted that. All right, uh, do you... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, who was the father there that did the that was the crisis actor looking? Uh, the guy that was laughing and did hyperventilated. I don't want to say his name. Yeah, yep, 
Yeah, I can't remember. I'll talk yeah. to you about it off air because I think yeah. the algos would pick it up if I even mentioned his yeah, name. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's whatever. It's, eh. uh, but uh, <laughs> there's uh, there's <laughs> here's uh, the continuation of the Ronson AJ interview. I got to the business at hand. Okay, so there's a guy in Rockwall called Jared. But I think you knew him maybe as Bubba. Oh, oh! I remember Bubba, who was a senior, and I was like a freshman coming and getting me on a class. <laughs> he was, and he was like a hall monitor. So he, he said it was it. Jared. And it was Jared. I think Jared, but he went by Bubba. Let's hear it again. Okay. <laughs> I got to the business at hand. Okay, so there's a guy in Rockwall called Jared, but I think you knew him maybe as Bubba. Oh, oh! I remember Bubba, who was a senior, yeah. and I was like a freshman coming and getting me on a class and he was like a hall monitor so he could do it and then he attacked me in the hall so i defended myself and I, I'm, I'm sad that he got put in a coma but that, that's just what happened <laughs> i've never talked about this stuff but i'm not particularly wow. proud of it but i always defended myself i never started fights and this is different to jared's version by the way in jared's account alex started so. the fight also jared said he wasn't in a coma but he was hospitalized for multiple skull fractures Jared said that uh, he thought that you were trying to kill him. <laughs> well, when a 250-pound, uh, he, he would be a self-described redneck, and you weigh 160 pounds, starts attacking you, you defend yourself. So, so the way it works in America is when someone physically attacks you and you defend yourself, you're not the bad guy. By the way, Alex does confirm parts of Jared's story. He remembers his father paying the medical bills, though he doesn't recall a book about why it's wrong for people to sue people. I felt real bad my dad went visiting at the hospital. I mean, we weren't happy about it. And, I mean, that's the story you've got? What about the time, I mean, you didn't hear about the time, like, 20 people attacked me? I Well, the other story I heard was um, you were at a party and some of Jared's friends um, attacked you. Is it so? Is that the is that the story that you mean? And and uh, no, that never happened. So what supposedly happened at that? The story I heard is this. Uh, it all started. <laughs> By the way, I just have to pause it and say this is the best content NPR has ever produced. <laughs> this is riveting how old, shit. How old is this? Uh, like two years maybe. Okay, all right. The story I heard is this. Uh, it all started with. Jared with the geography and then you were at a party and some of Jared I told Alex everything Jared had said about the ambush and that's why you left town was because of that party that that's the story that I total total complete horse crap total Shakespearean (laughs) fiction so what happened is I wasn't that big of a guy and everybody would start fights with me I mean this is just uh, total fiction totally made up you didn't hear the part where the captain of the football team attacked me in the lunchroom and I literally took on the entire senior football team? Hell yeah. No, like, I, did, that's, I did not hear that. That was an epic fight. That was like Hercules. It was like himself. Popeye, like pow, pow, pow. Popeye. It was just like, it, it was the greatest trip of my life. I mean, I, like, Later, we talked to Alex's old friend Jacob and one of the football players and Coach Randy, and no one remembers Coach it this Randy. way. At best, Jacob said, Alex fought off two or three football players. And I just, <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> the whole time he was talking, he still had fucking Alex rambling in the background. Like, so much of this. So much of this is ridiculous. But like, I love. I just love that. Like, NPR spent a half hour of their time just going this, through. Oh, this is a half. Alex hour, this Jones. was a half hour long. It's a it's a thirty minute segment on NPR where John Ronson does this report and they're do and they're going through Alex Jones' high school and middle school history. And I'm leading up to something. I know this seems like way like off the rails. Oh, this but is only middle. This is only middle school. I, I think most of it's high school. I think they started in middle okay. school. Uh, oh, okay, all right. Well, oh yeah, because he said. I mean, how old is Jones right now? He's like forty eight or something. Oh, uh, okay. I feel old. Yeah, he. I mean, he aged poorly um, compared to no, Rogan, no, no, who's no, like fifty-five. Well, why you don't think I look better than Alex Jones? Do you? Oh, you look a lot better than Alex Jones. Wait, we oh, met at the National oh, okay. Meetup. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Thanks. <laughs> with the football players and coach Randy, and no one remembers it this way. At best, Jacob said, Alex fought off two or three football players. And I just pow, pow. I mean, it was just like, it was the best. So I thought you were actually getting to that story. No. I mean, I mean, so I mean poor Bubba starting to fight with me. That was a minor <laughs> conquest. I tell you what, if Bubba wants to charity, get in the ring with me today. I'll do it. He's a big old tough guy. Let's get in the ring right now. Yeah, well, he said he has it. to be very Bubba. careful with this skull. Get ring, well, he physically attacked me. Like, Ronson, if I came up and punched you in the face, would you have a right to defend yourself? Um, I would have a right to defend myself. I think it's unlikely that I would defend myself. Because uh, you're a pussy. Say, John, did I ever punch yeah, you in the face? Exactly. No, you hit me in the face again. Me, Was I ever threatening physically to you? No. Never. L- let's be honest. Have I not been a big old sweetsy teddy bear? It's true. Uh, on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> Even Ronson admits that Alex Jones is a sweetsy teddy bear. All right, so here's the outro for this whole NPR segment. And, you know, I cut all together. I think this is about five minutes out of the 30-minute piece. But here's the outro. Alex disputes most of the other things that people told me about him. He says he did not pretend to be the Antichrist in high school. He says he didn't roll his eyes back in his head or dye his tongue black. He says he never told a classmate how he would like to rape her. He calls all of that insane garbage. He says he doesn't punch cabinets or rip down blinds in the office. During our reporting, something very strange kept happening. Oh, so strange. It happened during Lena's call with Mark, the tractor man. Mark's daughter, Chelsea, was listening on mute as he was telling Lena how he knew for certain that the police assembly story was a lie. Just then, Chelsea unmuted herself and said to her father, Nobody knows what he found out about the cops, so you can't speak and say all the reasons why he left Rockwall. Because he might have found out stuff that you didn't even know about. It kept happening. All these people who knew for sure that Alex had been a liar back in Rockwall, a lot of them believe that what he says on Infowars might be true. They have a reverence for him, like Coach Randy. I agree with so many things what he says. A lot of people just think it, Alex goes ahead and says it. 
I just love that like NPR got all these people like whether they paid them off or just happened to find them. They were saying Alex Jones was like a crazy demon possessed liar in high school. They're all like, well, what he says on Infowars right now is probably true. <laughs> it's totally, it's totally correct now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I saw him go out into a field, and uh, the power of Christ came in and compelled him. Bro, okay, no well, let me. And, and here's demons. here's how I'll finish my presentation right here. Go back. What to everyone this. does remember about Alex go back to is well how memorable he was. We were emailed the same stories over and over from former classmates. Quote, he used to run through the hall saying he was the devil. This is no joke. And he spoke a lot about being Satan or the Antichrist. And he would walk the halls with his arms flared out and with this intense, <laughs> wide-eyed evil look in his eyes. And he proclaimed to be the Antichrist. Here's Coach Randy. I'm fixing to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. He, oh golly, people thought he was possessed. Have you heard this? I've heard this from so many students, but so this is the first students. time I've heard it from an adult. Oh yeah, Coach Randy's well, looking for cheeseburgers. He could make his tongue turn black, and he would roll his eyes back in his head, and he would just sort of shake his head. It was. I don't even know how to describe it. It was so eerie. Yeah, so eerie. Now, uh, let me let me give you my two hypotheses here. Either one, these people are being paid by NPR or some Democratic organization to discredit Alex. Or two, my more likely, more fun theory that I like. Alex Jones's dad was his MK Ultra handler, and Alex was either an MK Ultra victim or demon possessed or both. What do you think about Ooh. that? Oh, that maybe fit, uh, feed into uh, Cooper's dislike of him. Maybe I don't know. Well, the second one would. <laughs> do you know anything about <laughs> Alex Jones's dad? Not, not, not entirely. But I know, like uh, years ago, when uh, those two had like a run-in. Mm -hmm. uh, I just know Cooper delved into a little bit of stuff about him in his past, and just. Uh, but he only touched a little bit on who his dad was. What if, I mean, and I'm not saying, if this is true, that Alex Jones' dad was his CIA handler, I'm not saying Alex couldn't have broken out of it, broken out of the MK, MK Ultra mind control, or maybe Alex is doing the info, the uh, globalist bidding by disc discrediting conspiracy theories, and that's his whole role. But... Uh, that was what Cooper thought. He was thought call, kept calling him a agent yeah. change. Tell the truth, the but make it seem crazy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so what's what's uh, you know? Let, let's just listen to what Alex on Joe Rogan said about his own dad, because this lends credence, in my opinion, to the idea that maybe Alex Jones's dad was his DARPA mind control CIA handler and raised him from birth to be an MK Ultra victim. Let me try to be clear, Joe. <laughs> I'm having a good time with you. I just want you let to me, know Let me this. try to be clear. I can't say all of this on air. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to leave it at that. But um, I'm on record 20 years ago before anybody else was talking about the clockwork elves and how the globalists think they're in touch with these entities and things only because, and I don't want to get, I'm not in the CIA. 
The uh, CIA is bigger than Coca-Cola. It's, in, it's like bigger than Walmart. <laughs> I've never been an intelligence agency. I've never been a part of any of this stuff. I don't mean to nip. I don't mean to ant fuck or nitpick. But if you if you have to say I'm not in the CIA, <laughs> that might mean you're in the CIA, right? You yeah, know, I don't know. Much. I mean, I've had multiple of the Infowars. I've had multiple. Well, not multiple. Two. Oh, well, yeah, technically multiple. Two different employees of Infowars on my show, and uh, I love Alex. I love them. I think they all have the best intentions at heart. But when you have to say. I'm not in the CIA. It immediately raises my eyebrows. <laughs> not so, the CIA. The CIA is bigger than Coca-Cola. It's, in, it's like bigger than Walmart. <laughs> I've never been an intelligence agency. I've never been a part of any of this stuff. Was it was the cocktail? I had family <laughs> that was in advanced DARPA research projects. Oh, what? I don't know uh, all the details. Let's about. hear that again. <laughs> and projects that I don't know advanced. all the details. Was it advanced? It was yeah. advanced DARPA project. Oh, okay. But, but I had family that was in advanced DARPA research projects that I don't know all the details about. And um, when I was a kid, my dad told me about some of it, not knowing I'd be a talk show host later. But like when the deputy or director of the CIA know. needed to have the tooth pulled, he came to my dad. Okay. So my dad was like... The, when someone in the CIA had wait, to have what? a tooth pulled. This is on. This is <laughs> he on. This was dad. Yeah, this is the second time Rogan was on Alex. Or, sorry, this is the second time Alex was on Joe Rogan. I would just back it up like thirty seconds because this whole thing is crazy from start to finish. What, what year? This has got to be like early, like twenty. Uh, it was streamed uh, live. It was actually, or? as far as I can tell, this was the last time that Joe Rogan streamed live on YouTube. After this episode, because oh, I watched the whole thing oh, live, it was okay, almost so it was late. I mean, because yeah, he's got episodes going way the hell back, you know. And I yeah, I this was the second Jones time was on there for a long time. Well, Alex Jones and him have been friends for like twenty five years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the uh, this was the last, as far as I can tell, this was the last time that Alex Jones, or sorry, the last time that Joe Rogan streamed live on YouTube. This was okay. streamed three years ago, according to YouTube. So it would have been. Oh no! Okay, I got when he gave up the live streaming. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. You, I mean everything about this is fucking insane to me, and I don't think it gets enough attention. In fact, I don't think I've heard anybody comment on the weirdness of this. I'm not in the CIA. The CIA <laughs> is bigger than Coca-Cola. It's, it's like bigger than Walmart. <clears throat> I've never been an intelligence agency. I've never been a part of any of this stuff. But I had family that was in advanced DARPA research projects that Uh, I don't know all the details about. And um, when I was a kid, my dad told me about some of it, not knowing I'd be a talk show host later. Did he? But like when the deputy director of the CIA needed to have the tooth pulled, he came to my dad. Okay. (laughs) So my dad was like the doctor to, you know, these guys. And I remember sitting around the kitchen table and I'm like seven. He's like... Carol, I can't tell you all about it, but it's a classified program in Maryland in an underground base, and uh, they won't give me all the details, but it's double the money I'm making now. This is financial security, but I think I think it's basically, you know, we're gonna we're building cyborgs, and we've got special forces that have volunteered so we can infiltrate the Russians and get the codes and systems in. I believe it's implanting messages in their teeth, and I and, and I also think as I do implants, I think it's a brain surgery program for microchips. Brain, brain surgery plan for microchips and planting messages in their teeth. Okay, so for the sake of argument, can we say it's possible that Alex Jones's dad, who was a part of this whole thing, could have been doing these tests Thanks or to him, implants on. on his son? Yeah, 
definitely. And maybe that's why he could turn his tongue black and roll his eyes in his heads and ran around screaming he was the Antichrist in high school. Really, but for that to be plausible, a CIA (laughs) agent has to be um, psychotic. Yeah. I mean, could that really happen? Crazy. The CIA has admitted to crazier things. Could they really be psychotic at all? Do you think the CIA? Are they all? Dude, they used to put LSD on public restroom toilet seats. No, 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 no! I'm being facetious. Okay. Are they at all <laughs> psychotic? <laughs> the volunteer. If we can infiltrate the Russians and get the codes and systems in, I believe it's implanting the messages in their teeth. And I and, and I also think, as I do implants, I think it's a brain surgery program for microchips. And, and so I'm hearing, and my Carol's like, David, I'm sick of these people. And you've already done so much for the this government. And look what they've already done to you. And my, my brother, you're not going to be, you know, I, I want you out of this. So this is like, you know, seven, eight years old. You're not hearing about the, you're hearing about the cyborgs. Okay. Okay. So, so <laughs> okay. Th- that's the kind of stuff <laughs> okay. that I grew up seeing. And, you know, oh, let's go get your uncle. He's coming off a C-130, you know, army thing, an army uniform from Guatemala. You know, there's like armed guys with machine guns. I mean, I don't know, okay? And I, and I don't need <laughs> Wait, to know. You don't know? Hey. Okay. The point is, is that's what I grew up, you know, the type of stuff I saw. And my dad never told me about all this stuff when I was older till it was like 12 years ago and I was finishing in-game Blueprint for Global Enslavement. That's free, still online. And it's all about the world government and how the cell phone's watching you and everything's, everything's proven in it. It didn't come true. It was already true. And the plan for one world government and don't have kids and all that and attack on the family. And we were going to go to ballet recital for like my, you know, three-year-old daughter. She's like 14 now or whatever. And they sit down for like an hour and watch the end of the film. It's a three-hour film. And my mom goes, David, that's not true. He goes, yes, it's all true. When I was in you know, junior in high school, they recruited me into the program there, and they brought us in. They said the Nazis were wrong because they were only targeting certain groups. We're going to target everybody, and it's a planetary everybody. breakaway and world government and blah, blah, blah. There's a nuclear reactor under UT and all this other stuff, which later I went and researched. is actually true. It's not even hidden. But the point is, it's not that my dad was even that special. They, My dad was like the, the, scored like the sixth smartest in Texas. And they had a group of less than 10 kids, and they brought them in as juniors in high school and said, we're going to do all this. Yeah. All right. Any thoughts on that, Ned? Ned? Um, I don't, it, it's all very bizarre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, it it uh, progressed so fastly. <laughs> From the CIA, CIA, he's pulling teeth. Uh, and then he's the sixth smartest in Texas. Is that what he said at the end there? There's a couple uh, of, like weird clips in there where it doesn't, uh, I don't know, it doesn't seem to make, uh, but do you see it's my connect? Like, do you see the connection I'm making in my brain where I'm like, if it's true and it's not complete bullshit. That Alex Jones was running around in high school with his eyes rolled back in his head, turning his tongue black, screaming that he was the Antichrist. It would make sense that he was some kind of MK Ultra victim under his Oh, body. oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, I got yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely, and I wouldn't put it past. Well, like he's like Alex Jones is now current day talking about like, <clears throat> yeah, my dad was uh, working with DARPA and the CIA with tooth, tooth implants and brain but- implants for mind control. <laughs> and then in high school, he's running around, supposedly according to NPR, 
with his tongue turning black, closer. screaming about being the Antichrist. It just like I'm, I can't help but connect those two things. <laughs> Does that make sense? Look at my tongue is blue. Yeah, my tongue. <laughs> tongue is blue. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. It's bizarre. G-Com's going to get you. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, Alex Jones is like my favorite human being on the planet, but I have some questions. Yeah, no, I know. I believe me, that's. Uh... I don't know. You know what? I wish it would have been uh, throughout the years because uh, I think I read Behold the Pale Horse in like 94, 95. 94 is when I was born, bro. Yeah, I know. That's, believe me. That how sense. do you know? What are you fucking monitoring me? I, no, I know how much <laughs> younger a lot of the people in the no agenda community are than me, though. I'm the opposite. Um, I think everybody's older than me. Oh. See, well, hmm. It, well, the meetups here, there's like, you know, only like a few, there's maybe one or two people that are older than me. So, um, have you, um, have you considered, uh, have you considered a scene of film if they can legally buy you a beer just so you know they're at least 21? <laughs> most of the, well, yeah, I mean, most of it's, uh, They've had a couple at like a uh, one of the local uh, members. Her family owns or owned. I think they're selling it like a private like skating rink. Like it was the probably close to the size of that one we went to in Nashville. But it used to be like an ice rink at one point in time. But they're selling it off and they're demolishing it and it's becoming like one of those storage facilities. But she had two meetups there, so it was kind of cool. She wanted Adam to come to the one, the, like the first one she had, but couldn't get him to come here. He's a busy man. He's busy with yep. all his Tourette's oh, yeah. and yep. ferrets. Yep. And, yeah. But uh, but before I before I um, move on to this CNN piece, which I've still not watched yet, but I'm excited to dive into. The, I I was just going to touch his, the CIA thing. Yeah. Like um. Yeah, it totally makes sense because it's if he's doing that stuff and they're trying to claim that uh, he was doing that, but yet he sees it as a different. Maybe that's possibly. I think his dad was his handler, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna come around and say I think there's a fifty fifty chance his dad was his handler, and that maybe would have caused all that stuff to be written off the books and everything too. You know. Yeah, and he might not know about it to this day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, his dad's connection with the DARPA and the CIA is definitely sus AF. Oh, yeah. Um, but, no, I, I do want to talk about the album art for this episode because I went on the AI generator and I typed in, you know where you type in text-based words and it creates an image? Yeah, yep. I typed in, and it's written at the text at the bottom of the um, album art. I typed in Alex Jones sitting on a golden throne in the woods. And that image is what I added the text in post, but that image is what showed up, and then AI did was, all that. Did it look like a balloon? Almost. It it, it looked like <laughs> woods with like Alex Jones kind of like melting into a King Midas style golden chair. Oh, okay. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of weird. But anyway, um, so yeah, you you look for that in the episode art. Oh, I see why I thought it looked like a balloon on my phone. Okay. It looks kind of it looks kind of crazy though, right? 
Yeah, he, his head's like uh, what <laughs> those. What are with the like golly or galley or whatever? A lot of people Dude, are posting those on the agenda. We with all like the morph pictures of like Pelosi and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, we we made uh, in the OBDM Discord. We just kept like making Alex Jones based AI created art. There's like Alex Jones Toilet King. Alex Jones Octopus, and some of them were better than that, but that was like the first one I tried. And it's honestly astonishing how close the AI gets the picture to what you type in, sometimes at least. But uh, here's the CNN special report. Haven't watched it yet. Alex Jones, megaphone for conspiracy. From the fringe, he could turn his tongue black as if though he were possessed. What?! He did it, I tell you. I did wait a minute. Like, when wait, you said wait, that, wait, I was wait, like... Wait, 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 wait. I, I haven't watched heard this something. yet. They already are going straight into that on yeah, CNN? Yeah, no, no, that's... Not, no, I t- told you that, that before, that they were saying shit like that. It's like, there's <laughs> some crazy crap. It's all that same, almost the same shit that you had just now. It was all no on way. this thing. As I was listening to it, I'm, but I, you know, I'm at work, I'm like... uh he could turn his tongue black but, is how <laughs> CNN decides to open this. But yeah, no, isn't that, that gets, bizarre? Yeah. I think I'm pretty certain they got Coach Randy on here too. Maybe, <laughs> dude, that's great. That sounds like Coach Randy right there. I did, I've only yeah, heard the NPR. Nope. But okay, how like why are CNN, CNN and NPR using like Antichrist, demonically possessed? Why are they using? Like, no Christians are watching CNN or listening to NPR. Why are they trying to use that tactic to discredit him? It's so weird. Like, yeah, isn't their audience, audience mostly atheists? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I Well, I mean, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's so weird. I, I mean, atheism is like seems to be more common than anything else nowadays. Let's try it. Let's try it again. Or at least agnosticism. It's just so yeah. weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything about this is bizarre. From the fringe. I just can't believe that after that whole long presentation I made, and I haven't even watched this, they're already talking about Alex Jones turning his tongue No, black. no. It was, it, it, <laughs> I was trying to convey that to you. I'm like, they, they start out with some crazy shit right off the bat. It's like, yeah. what? Like, holy crap. Right. And then, like I say, they got the same kind of like voices that you got with the, yeah, I saw him turn into a demon and float across the ceiling. <laughs> He could turn his tongue black as if though he were possessed. To making a fortune. The truth doesn't really matter. It's like a far-right QBC. Threatening American democracy. 1776! Through exclusive footage. I'm Donald Trump now. Interviews. <laughs> I'm Donald Trump now. That's an ISO. <laughs> with former employees. We made up the stories. We lied. Alex will not stop. His victims. Every day I get a death threat. And those trying to stop him. How would you describe him to people who don't know him? How do you explain to folks who've never seen something this crazy? If they want to fight, they better believe they've they got more. <laughs> the uh, the clip they're playing right now. I'm. I think if you if they would have played a camera angle from another, if they would played that camera from another angle, I believe that was the rally that Dick Masterson was at. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but I'm. <laughs> Pretty sure he was on episode 108 of Abs and Six Pack. I'm pretty sure Dick Masterson was like. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure nice. he was like three people away 
if the camera was facing the opposite way of what it is, he, Dick Masterson was like right there by Alex from the pictures I saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Megaphone for conspiracy. Alex Jones. This is Alex Jones' InfoWars studio in Austin, Texas. All right, you guys ready? It looks like a professional news set, but the similarities end there. I'll drink oh. your blood. You understand that? I will, I will hang your ass up and cut you into cutlets. The globalists are agents of corruption. The official story of Sandy Hook has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. That's true. A founding father of disinformation, Jones is in... By the way, I, when I say that's true, that it reflects the opinions of me and not the guests. Infamous for his most vile <laughs> lie, that the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax. The whole thing was fake. I won't go that far. <laughs> Jones and his followers launched a years-long vendetta against the families of the children who were murdered. He was fueling this conspiracy theory that the children didn't die, they were actors. Real people were murdered. By the CIA. It made it impossible for these parents to have closure. All of my clients have received numerous death threats. They've all been in a situation where their lives have been in genuine peril. Why pay attention to Jones? There were so many people who said with Jones, if you just ignore it. Can, can we pause here for a second? No, no. Sure. NPR is still doing it. CNN still doing it. It's like, can you make a hit piece on Alex Jones without bringing up Sandy Hook? Is it possible? It's low hanging fruit uh... at this point. Uh, oh, you mean that's the smoking gun that they got against them? Well, no, I, well, kind of, yeah, but I'm also just it's saying, like... It's a common like, theme. I mean, it's, it's like, always a common theme against it, any kind of hit piece against them. Well, Hillary Clinton seen. was the first one to point that out, if you remember. Before the, the news picked the, up on it, Hillary was like, Alec, like, Trump went on Alex Jones' show, and Alex Jones is a Sandy Hook denier. And then overnight, all of a sudden, the lawsuits flooded in against... Uh, well, I thought those were going since... Pretty much after I thought that everything happened there, I thought a couple. I mean, I thought that had been. I could be wrong, but I don't think dismissed the Sandy Hook and then fired up. And the, I mean, I thought Sandy what Hook I was remember. 2012, 2013, and the lawsuits yeah, I mean, didn't I, start till 2016 after tr when the Trump election was happening. As far really? as I remember, yeah. Huh. That's my memory. I mean, I could have, I could have Mandela affected that, but I mean, I, I thought I remember that stuff happening when. Uh, because I mean, I'm listening to what Jundo way past on, and I thought there was, I thought that they had mentioned some sort of lawsuits going on against him. I just heard Alex saying the other day that uh, most of those Sandy Hook lawsuits have been dropped because, in discovery, it turned out that they were all front organizations. Like they, they had like thirty plus lawsuits involving Sandy Hook against Alex. So and it wasn't even like a, a family person or anything. Yeah, it was like, like it was funded by like the uh, SPLC Southern Poverty Law Center, and then like oh, yeah. made up They're organizations. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so like he he's beaten like ninety plus percent of these lawsuits, and the rest have been dropped. I think that's a common tactic because they try to overwhelm them with lawsuits, and they figure if one percent of them succeeds, they. Oh, yeah, they and, they, and, they, they and they tie have him unlimited... up with the endless, endless supply of you know uh, lawsuits against him. He's going to have to spend for legal funds. 
Right. Yeah. Bankrupt him through lawsuits. And I, like the one that everybody always brings up, like even when Dick Masterson was on the show, he's like, didn't he admit to being an actor? And I had to break it down. I was like, that headline was everywhere. It's like, Alex Jones admits he's playing a character. <laughs> you I remember this? <laughs> yeah, no, I remember it everywhere. And you actually look at the court depositions and look at it. They played in his custody battle a video of Alex Jones in full Joker makeup holding syringes going, Take your shots, kids! I'm going to kill you! And he's like full-on like full <laughs> Joker face paint on. And Alex and like his wife was trying to say that his ex-wife was trying to say that like Alex is unhinged and unfit to be a parent. And his lawyer said, well, no, in this instance, Alex is playing a character. He's not actually the Joker holding his range. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, and that yeah. was and immediately blown the- into the press. Alex Jones is Mitzi's plays a character on his show. And you still hear that to this day. Yeah. I mean, was that used in his defense against Sandy Hook, though? No, that was the custody battle. But I'm just giving that yeah, as an example. That, and, no, no, I thought that the but that's what the press claims is that it was used in the Sandy Hook case that he said he was claimed he was an actor and that's uh, why maybe I don't know it was all satire and they can't sue for satire. I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe I'm behind on it, but I don't know. The whole thing is fucking wacky. But anyway, we got. Yeah, no, no, there's no, no way no, we're gonna make it through this whole thing. But I'll keep. I'll continue with it. No. Nope. This is an hour long thing. Oh, I know. No, I know. (laughs) In order to grow, he didn't need any of the mainstream culture's attention. As long as he had that bubble that was allowed to grow and fester uninterrupted, that's what made him a major cultural force. So ignoring him did nothing for us. That bubble started nearly 30 years ago with a show that would become InfoWars. The government said they were going to put poisons and toxins and bioweapons in the vaccines. Uh, <laughs> uh, fact check, true? <laughs> They're like, Let, let's go back 30 years and hear what Alex was saying. And then what everybody the will tr- hear that and go, hmm, that's not true. <laughs> not at all. Oh, God. More totally than a decade before one. COVID-19, Jones was spreading dangerous conspiracy theories dangerous. that now sound eerily recycled. The UN, the World Health Organization, the CDC have all been caught adding sterilizers, cancer viruses, poisons. InfoWars has grown from a fledgling radio show <laughs> into a multimedia <laughs> empire that has reached tens of millions. There is a formula. The billions. formula is you Not find millions. a story billions. that people are obsessed about and you play it up yeah, as much as you possibly can. As extreme as possible, in the most dramatic way. CNN spoke in depth to those who have followed Jones' rise and those who have worked with him. Filmmaker Kalen Robertson appeared repeatedly on Jones' show, made a documentary with him, before realizing it was all a sham. I felt like I was doing the right thing, like I felt like I was on the side of truth. Robert Jacobson worked at InfoWars for 13 years, then finally had enough. He will just lie, straight up lie no commercial break in progress oh uh, no that's like, about. Yeah, yeah no i was like what what the hell's going on here yeah I, uh, that's less than that's less than five minutes in isn't it uh, yeah probably i should yeah. i uh, i could have thought this out better but no i'm 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 uh i'm i'm recognizing these same guys from the hit pieces that like abc did where it was like i used to work for infowars did, do, okay, I don't. Did you end up listening to most of this? 
Uh, no, like I say, I only did like, because uh, that's less than five minutes that it goes into the stupid like five minute commercial. There's so one. Like I say, total of of it all, I listened to five minutes. Because on the other side of the commercial, there's guys with the same thing. Like, I worked there and he stuffed a something in my something. And <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Him from my favorite floor. one is like the the that dude with the beard or whatever is like Alex got pissed at me and I had a goldfish on my desk and he he got pissed at me for not doing something right and he grabbed my goldfish out of my goldfish tank and ate the thing right in front of me and I'm like yeah right <laughs> yeah bullshit. <laughs> That's, dude, that is literally from The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I They're know. They're just ripping <laughs> off movies. Like, CNN is just ripping off movie plot lines. I remember the one time he brought a hooker into my office and snorted <laughs> cocaine off her breast. Dude, one time Alex got a big target, and he and he got a bunch of midgets and put helmets on them and started throwing them at the target. <laughs> And the, and if if Anderson Cooper or Jack Tapper were legit, they'd be like, uh, "Wasn't that from Wolf of Wall Street?" No, Barrow. It happened at the Infowars.com <laughs> studios. The damn Wolf of Wall Street stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Such horseshit, dude. Fucking retarded. <laughs> damn, they got like a five minute commercial break. Pops no, I know. I, it's stupid. I stood up and I said, "I was at a pool party." He was selling cocaine and ecstasy last week. They took me in an office, ran my head in the wall, told me, we're going to kill you. They this said, is the exact same clip they used right on now. the NPR report That's two fun. years ago. Yeah. Yep. This is the exact same clip. I don't even think I clipped it, but this is the exact same clip about his story. There's thing from the truth that I can <laughs> unequivocally deny that that ever happened. Randy Talley and others who spoke to CNN remember it differently. Not a fight involving a corrupt police force, but Alex Jones attacking another student named Jared Morrow. Jared! I saw Jared's feet go up in the air. AKA Jared. Dude, this is literally the exact same... I know. The hit job. Same NPR hit job, hit job that like, they did two years ago. Yeah. Loosely, when you started playing that, I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, that fucking sounds like the CNN one, too. Almost. <laughs> it's... They waited, CNN waited two years to do the exact same piece. Of course, I mean, I can't, like, at work, I can't pay attention to it to where I'm, uh, you know, laughing at the clips, but I could hear a little bit of the, because I know at one time I heard, you know, I mean, it's that same cadence of, of somebody like Coach Randy, bro. Like, but it sounds like so fake, too, at the same time, you know, it's like so rehearsed uh, over and over. It's like, it's fucking weird. He did this and I did that, so he I turned did his this. tongue black. I don't know. I he rolled his eyes back in his head. <laughs> and then People they, thought they he was a demon. With, <laughs> and they burst in with the same Jones clip, like the demons are coming down from the hill, and I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw Alex drop down, which you know they call it a pile driver, and he, you know, pile drived him. Jones slammed Morrow headfirst into the floor. Morrow Don't tells go, CNN he suffered a concussion and nine skull fractures that will not heal. As far as fights that was go, nine. That was it was seven the last that I had seen. After Alex's fighting troubles, the Jones family would quietly move to Austin. Hello, Austin, Texas. I'm Alex Jones. In the mid-1990s, Jones would eventually find the attention he craved, spreading lies, conspiracy theories, on public access cable TV. Trying to get the information out to you folks. I had a camera about a foot away from my face. 
and I was controlling the, the systems myself, and I went live. And I talked for an hour. So sick of wimps and scum! <laughs> Filthy scum everywhere! Weaklings that never got in a fist fight! There was no social media, right? So what- Do you think, I know most CNN viewers will eat this up, but do you think, like, if an average person watched this, would they like or dislike Alex Jones based on seeing this? Uh, Jones has kind of got that, uh, like the Trump factor where he comes off a little harsh. Yeah. So you get a lot, uh, people that are kind of on the fence that are not the, uh, uh, people that would, uh, can, uh, believe in like majority of the, like conspiracies and stuff like that, you know? So they're going to be turned off by that. So maybe I, that's why I say I did that probably more turned off than, than agree with them. So. I mean, I remember like, uh, even the leftist, like, uh, e-girls that I follow on Twitter, some of whom have been on the show, like Meep, um, and those who haven't been on the show, like, uh, Shoe on Head and, uh, um, Ashby Coffin. Shoe like, on Head? Yeah, Shoe on Head, Ashby Coffin. They, they like, they would. They were posting videos for a while of Alex Jones in the '90s and early 2000s, calling it like the Alex Jones thirst trap, and their left wingers saying he was sexy as fuck. Like, they're like, oh, ironically, really? Alex oh, Jones well, was sexy as fuck. Yeah. Well, maybe that goes to what they discussed on. Was that? Did no agenda discuss that? That, or maybe it was Rogan or something. I don't know. Discuss what I heard that. Uh, we're like the leftist, like women are starting to be attracted to like people on the right because they're more masculine and that's oh yeah voice. yeah. I mean, there was I a bunch of that. straight girls on the left that were seemingly attracted to Milo Yiannopoulos, who's a gay right winger. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Big time. That you know what though? The, uh, he he's like an attractive guy in general. And if you've ever been, I'd my, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my friend owned, <laughs> my friend's wife owns a hair salon and I've uh different uh hairdressers that have come through there that are male that are very attractive men. Uh all the women in the hair salon are enamored by him. You know? I want you to look at yourself in the mirror right now cuz this is the last time you're going to be looking this gay in your whole life. So sick of wimps and scum. Filthy scum everywhere. Weaklings that never got in a fist fight. There was no social media. Never right? got in a fist so fight. They made sure to include that. It was sort of a local <laughs> YouTube. Anybody could have a show. Alex inspired a lot of folks. There was 20 Alexes on the air at that time. A lot of guys were doing very similar things, but he stood out. Yes, oh. black <laughs> helicopters. <laughs> Dude, CNN's playing this clip, Carolyn Blaney's favorite clip of uh, Alex Jones carving a pumpkin on Halloween <laughs> right now. If you see it, <laughs> it's Alex Jones sitting there with a skeleton in the background with green drapes, carving a pumpkin, talking about black helicopters. Oh yeah, oh I, I you know what? I saw that. How how far in is this now? No, like, we're about ten minutes in. Yeah, well, well, I had, I think I had it running that long to try and get get the footage, but like I say, the, <laughs> everything came out screwed up that I that I captured. So uh, no, this is working fine. A lot of folks. There was twenty Alexes on the air at that time. A lot of guys were doing very similar things, but he stood out. Yes, black helicopters. 
um, are Happy Halloween. for surveillance of the public. <laughs> so it's maybe a little bit more risky. Kelly Jones, Jones' ex-wife, met and worked for him at the public access station. They talked they about this on the John Ronson thing, too. Bitter divorce. If you ever spend any amount of time with him, like, he's not like you or me. He's he abnormal. He sounds like such a dick. Like, he's really... Dude, strange. yeah, okay, first of all, his wife... It what his okay as crazy as you think Alex Jones is, his wife was so much crazier that she completely lost custody of her kids permanently. I no, and I her voice, I know that voice. I mean, just but it's through, like this bitch uh, was so crazy that she permanently lost custody of her kids, and yeah, that rarely no, happens. I mean, I, like the man is always the one that loses <laughs> custody, but this bitch was so crazy that she lost no, her custody I, of her kids to <laughs> Alex Jones and CNN and fucking NPR and all these. Like ABC and CBS trot her out as like the voice of reason, even though she was so insane that she lost custody of her kids. And I'm I'm not gonna say in my uh, years of travel I haven't run into somebody that's just like her, but that voice I know what it is. It's just like the ultimate, and uh, you know what I'm saying. It, she sounds it's like, like a cross between a Karen. Like, it's a car- it's a cross it, between uh, a Karen and a cum dumpster. Yeah, no, but uh, sis, uh, whatever uh, shit on Saturday Night Live, the uh, Cicely Tyson is that her name? No, I can't. Think I of think her I name. know who you're talking about. Yeah, and she does that that uh, girl at the party or whatever, or drunk girl at the party. Yeah, she's like, okay, come on, you know. And I, <laughs> there was like that. And that's uh, what she sounds like. On more recent SNL, they had like that. Um, California show where it was like a reality show everybody had blonde hair and everybody talked like that the whole time <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yep. strange and weird I'm a weird son of a gun that weirdness mixed with his charisma would make Jones an Austin superstar he would get a time slot on a local radio station that later went national when he was younger he was very articulate very dynamic he looks great on camera he would pull stunts demanding attention on Austin's street corner. This is how George Bush dresses. Got a radio show, got you know, these TV shows. We'll continue to keep you posted on what's going on in Oklahoma City. He would spin major news events, no matter how tragic, into darker conspiracy theories. The government had prior knowledge and was instrumental in engineering the attacks on the Alfred P. Murrow building in Oklahoma City. Uh, can we talk about that for a second? Uh... Yeah, sure. Do you know much about Oklahoma City? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the first of all, the two the two original two guys they arrested were feds, and then yeah, the main guy turned out to be a fed. Where are they fed informant from? Timothy McVeigh, right? Yeah, where was he from? And and then they said like some little fertilizer bomb in a in a red pickup truck blew the whole hospital apart. And oh, yeah. there were yeah. there were news reports and FBI uh, saying the whole day that they found multiple explosives undetonated inside the building after the after the uh, after the explosion they were finding more and more bombs inside the building and all that disappeared and they were like oh that never happened yeah I don't uh, yeah yeah there's uh, nothing about that made sense no. But Alex Jones is the not like Alex Jones is honestly worse than Timothy McVeigh because Timothy McVeigh allegedly blew up the building, but Alex Jones is worse than Timothy McVeigh for questioning the events. Uh, yeah, 
sure. <laughs> you sound like you're hesitant to agree with me, so I'll move on. No, I just uh, that whole event. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything about that like, was sketchy as fuck. Well, there's like it local. Was, it was fucking local bu- ties. Dude, the Clintons were there's behind that whole ties. thing. There's local ties to that, and I've heard uh, rumors, and I don't even want to float them out there. Talk to me about it off the air. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. The Clintons were up behind that whole thing. Today's attack at <laughs> Columbine High School could be the worst mass shooting in United States history. Columbine, we know, was a false flag. He took yeah. advantage of a new forum, streaming on the Internet at a time when half the country didn't yet have access to the web. And don't believe me. Go to Infowars.com. By September 2000... Okay, well, they pulled that ISO out there. (laughs) That ISO ISO didn't make him sound good. Don't believe me. (laughs) Go to Infowars.com. But, I mean, who knows what he said after that. He's like, like, we have links to whatever, you know, might have been what he said. (laughs) But that ISO is fucking hilarious, honestly. Don't believe me. That's like me saying, like, don't believe me, ladies and gentlemen. Go to shipmyass.com. <laughs> Jones had built a following willing to believe just about anything. Police have cleared off all these streets. Then on a clear Tuesday morning, September 11th, Brooks <gasps> Jones, who had spent a lifetime trying to get attention, would see a tragedy as his biggest opportunity yet. We have been predicting this nightmarish development for years. Did that guy say tragedy? Is that what he said? Wait a minute. Yeah, tragedy. Talking about 9-11, they showed the towers coming down. Now, wait a minute. Uh, I just have to ask. Do you, let, let's do the over-under on this there, Ned. Do you think that CNN, during this broadcast, since they went to a commercial break right now, what's the over-under on will they play three months prior when Alex Jones says they're going to blow up buildings and blame it on the known CIA asset Osama bin Laden? What's the over-under on CNN playing that clip? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty small. I, I'd, say, I'd have to say, yeah, it's like one-to-one. One. <laughs> oh, you think Literally. it's a 50-50? No, no, it's one-to-one that they're actually going to play it. Like, yeah, they're not going to play it. Actually, it might be, it might be uh, one to, uh well, no, yeah. I don't think they're going to play it, but we'll see. No. In the aftermath of the attack on New York amid billowing smoke, the search for missing loved ones, and a nation seeking a way forward, Alex Jones would spread the lie that his own government was to blame. I'm telling you right now, 90% chance it came from the U.S. government or from the EU. The critical moment over the arc of Alex Jones' life is when he seizes on what's called the 9-11 truther movement, which really no. should be called the 9-11 hoax movement. <laughs> oh, no! Since 9-11 was an inside job. He was... What the American hell are they talking about? He was, he was around a long time before can you, that. Well, I mean, he did. He was kind of the godfather of the 9-11 truther movement, but can you uh, imagine... Yeah, but I mean, that's like... I don't know. I mean, he uh, came out the day of, the day it happened, and said it was... A false flag, like literally the day it was the day Dude, of literally 9/11. when I watched that, I I uh I was I <laughs> it was in a relationship where I lived with a lady at another place, and yeah. then I was staying with my dad at the time because I was having some issues with her, 
Um, but I remember waking up and I did, uh, contract, uh, drafting with my dad, uh, CAD drafting on a computer Mm -hmm. and woke up at his house, walked out, uh, and he was sleeping on the couch and the TV was still on. And I watched, they showed a replay of the, the, uh, one plane crashing in the first tower. And then I like woke him up and then he didn't know what the fuck was going on. And my dad was a drinker. <laughs> Anyways, he went to the bathroom and they came back and the other plane crashed into it. And I thought it was a replay. And I'm like, look. <laughs> and he's like, holy shit. And then the, uh, when they replayed it again or when they started talking, they're like, holy crap, it's in a second plane that's crashing into the tower. And, uh, Anyways, when my dad was like, well, what the hell's going on? What the hell? And I told him, I said, well, one plane crashed in one tower, the other train crashed in the other tower. And my dad's like, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, this is all, this is all set up and fuck. And I remember that's about pretty much all of what he said about it. I don't, back then I didn't really discuss a lot of shit with them, but. Yeah, no, I I mean, I've talked about it on the show before, but I remember I was seven years old and I watched the second plane hit live on TV uh, in sitting how in my old? basement. I was seven old? years old. Oh, seven. okay. All right. And uh, yeah, I watched, I watched it happen in live time and I was, um, I didn't really understand the repercussions of it, but the next day my dad was listening to Alex Jones talk about how it was a fucking false flag. Oh, your dad listened to Alex Jones. Yeah, when I was like seven. Oh. Like the the next day, I was hearing about how the nine eleven oh. thing was fucking okay. set up. Oh, yeah. Um, but huh. uh, I think I finally found this ISO I was looking for. My dad was. Uh, I mean, the second Fox News was broadcast, my dad watched it like twenty four seven. Well, yeah, back then you had Bill O'Reilly saying uh, it's uh, you're a. You know, you're. It was the same thing Bush was saying. You're with us. You're with the terrorists. Bill O'Reilly was saying, "You're a traitor to America if you don't yeah, support yeah. the war." No, yeah. no, and my dad. The funny thing is, my dad was like, "They're full of shit." That Bush is a bunch of bootleg and son of a bitches. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's, he was right. You, know, no, it, don't. you don't need Alex Jones. Sometimes you just know in your heart when something's going on. You don't need. No, the, that's uh, the funny thing. It goes back into my family that my dad's dad was not a. Uh, uh, he had some shady dealings in this past. So oh, he was like Alex Jones did. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what you doing over there? <laughs> Not those agencies, the opposite agencies. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's on bended knee. The outrageous lie that the government of George W. Bush had plotted, planned, and aided the attack. Believers would come to be known as truthers. My friend, that's the what, just that's what I was gonna say. It's like truther. It's like what? Truther. Like okay, so conspiracy theorists. That was a good marketing ploy by the CIA. Like you know, let's make everybody that looks for the truth seem crazy. But when somebody <laughs> like truther was such a horrible marketing ploy because it's like, oh my god, that person believes in the truth. Let's call him a truther. <laughs> Like it's because what is a truther if nothing but the opposite of a liar? Yeah, There's no, liars, no. liar, truther. Like truther was like the worst marketing decision by the CIA to brand these people as truthers. Oh my God, they're a 9/11 truther. 
well, I believe the lies about 9-11, so I hate those people. It's like, what the fuck? Does that make any sense? (laughs) It's just like, truther is a derogatory term. It's just hilarious to me. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that was a fail. Is that by the, I don't know. I see all these people as like like the globalist. I don't see them as like a Democrat anymore. Yeah, the the globe like the I mean George Bush Senior was the biggest globalist president we've ever had. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, all you know, all you need to know about George Bush Senior was that he was the first Republican president that I know of to push a gun grab, gun confiscation. Oh yeah, well the Bradley Bill. Yep. That the government of George W. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then the, uh, uh, pretty much, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he was def- uh, the, the new world order. I mean, he was the, you know, that's the famous quote is him saying, we're going to build a new world order. The world of the, the world, the, uh, the law of the land, not the law of the jungle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We will, if we are successful and we will be. We have a real chance to create chance. this new world order. A.K.A. Mr. Shit King Shit Pussy. Bush had plotted, planned, and aided the attack. Believers would come to be known as truthers. No, oh, truthers. My friends, the government just didn't have prior knowledge of September 11th Al-Qaeda attacks. They actually funded, trained, protected, coddled, shepherded Al-Qaeda into this country. Even for Alex Jones, this... That's completely come out as confirmed. I mean, Saudi Arabia... Uh, do you think it's a coincidence that the head of the FBI resigned what, less than one week before 9-11? Do you think it's a coincidence that Larry Silverstein uh, took out an insurance policy weeks before 9-11, and then even though he was there in the World Trade Center building every day, just out. happened to not be there because his wife scheduled yeah, yeah. a doctor's appointment and, he, yeah. and his kids weren't there? Yeah. I mean, like, how stupid do you have to fucking be? But CNN, I guess, <laughs> thinks their audience is pretty fucking stupid. This time, he went too far. A majority of the stations carrying his radio show canceled it. Everything that was supposed to destroy him did have a negative impact, but also catapulted him to a higher level. As Jones would explain in an interview years later, obtained by CNN, his 9-11 lies made him a conspiracy superstar. It launched this whole cult deal in the whole world. I didn't even realize how big it was. Like, I was the leader of the 9-11 Truth Movement. 9-11 smoking guns. He starts putting out these videos that are adjuncts to his radio show and then his internet show, spreading these conspiracies. Here's my problem with stuff like this, and I'm sure you agree, Ned. Not we are we are 16 minutes and 31 seconds into this. Not once have they addressed the actual facts or arguments of any of this. No, they just put out the the... The rumor of it all. You well, know, there's no. Yeah, it's like what? Explain let's see why, CNN, why they say. Why don't we? Why don't we see? He says this. He, he says, says that. He, he says, says this. this. Yeah. He said uh, that. Why? Um, like <laughs> I, I wonder why in his, uh, I wonder why, like his day of coverage or even his documentary 9/11 Road to Tyranny or any of that stuff. It's like, hmm, I wonder why CNN isn't talking. And showing clips of Alex Jones talking about how none of the black boxes were found on 9-11. How the passport uh, mysteriously appeared right below appeared, the tower. Yeah, out of freaking rubble. It's like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, I, like if, if there was any journalistic integrity at CNN, they would actually 
go case by case with Alex Jones' arguments for why 9-11 was government orchestrated, but they're not going to do that. I, I think, spoiler alert, I think it's fair to say that even though we're only one quarter of the way into this thing, they're not going to do that. No. Oh, no. No, I think it's still going to be the whole thing where it's going to be, he said this, he said that. He said this, he said that. We're not going to like actually debunk his points. And not only that, we're not even <laughs> going to tell you his points. We're just going to say, he said the government look, did 9-11. Uh, look, it's crazy. Yeah. Look, look. That's uh, Theory. That's my that's my biggest pet peeve with shit like this, dude. It's like, it's it's not it's calling this a straw man argument is too generous, because at least with a make when you make a straw man argument, you at least have to have a piece of their argument to straw man. But there's not even a shred of his argument that they're even going to bring up at all. Period. Apparently, I had a feeling that it was going to be this. That's kind of why I end up just saying fuck it and sharing my. Uh, thing with you so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and starts to build a cult like falling around these lies stop making excuses for what they're doing to us <laughs> when Alex goes on camera and he gets himself riled up and starts shouting and starts getting hysterical it's what his audience feel like inside and he played the character that they wanted to hear for them the angry furious person that wanted to take back America 2008 brought Barack Obama, a new slew of conspiracy theories, and more success for Infowars. Okay, let's pause there, because Alex Jones actually, he didn't directly endorse Obama, but he was more against McCain than he was Obama back then. He said, yeah, do not vote for John McCain, and well, he left McCain Obama alone. Of, yeah, no, I have a very conservative neighbor that's a very military family, and they were like, John McCain's a piece of shit. Yeah. And he, he, he never came out and endorsed, cause I remember this era. I was like, I grew up, like I said, I grew up on Infowars. I remember this era and he never came out and said, vote for Obama, but he said, do not vote for McCain. He never said, do not vote for Obama until after Obama was already elected. Cause Obama was saying he was going to shut down Gitmo. He was going to legalize weed and Alex and you know, all this stuff. Like Obama sounded good when he was first running. Oh no, that's no. My uh, mom, who's very conservative, also was enamored by him. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Barack Obama is not my king. He is not my master. He is not my lord. He is nothing but a mask of the globalist. Joe Biggs here with Infowars.com. Now we're standing in front of the Islamic. Joe Biggs. I think he's got arrested for the January sixth stuff now, right? Oath Keepers founder. Uh, is he one of the one of the Let's go to news, google.news, and look at Joe Biggs. I believe they, uh, Joe Biggs, I don't think they worked him in by accident. Uh, yeah. Joe oh, Biggs facing really new wild. charges in January 6th. Is it? Charged with seditious conspiracy. Yeah. This is all from this week. This one's from yesterday. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so Joe Biggs, I remember that. Yeah, Joe Biggs was an InfoWars reporter back in the day. Is it the Microsoft one that you see him? Uh, I already closed out the page. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, Newsweek. okay. Yeah. Obama is not my king. He is not my master. He is not my lord. He is nothing but a mask of the globalist. Joe Biggs here with InfoWars.com. Now we're standing in front of the Islamic Center of America. He would stir up fears of Muslims taking over the United States for years and sent Joe Biggs 
who would later become a leader of the Proud Boys on so-called reporting trips across the country. Former InfoWars employee Josh Owens was part of the production team. They wanted us to go to these majority Muslim communities and report on why are these people in these communities? What's going on? This seems suspicious. You know, there was nothing to it. No Sharia law overruling the United States government? No, no, but that's what Jones wanted. We made up the stories because there was nothing to report on. In essence, we lied. And with the growing popularity of social media, Jones finally had the outlet that would be a perfect amplifier for his outrage. A lot of his clips would go viral. Alex Jones used platforms like Facebook. No, it's Oliver Darcy of CNN. You remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's the reason Alex Jones got banned off of Twitter is because he, he called Oliver Darcy to his face in the Capitol building. He said, you look like a possum that crawled out of the rear end of a dead cow <laughs> that got caught doing some very bad stuff in my view. And uh, when Twitter saw that, when t- Twitter saw that video and they banned Alex Jones for that. And then when Tim pool was on Joe Rogan with Jack Dorsey and, and uh, Jack Dorsey's lawyer, they cited that as the reason Alex Jones got banned. If you saw that podcast, I think we can maybe play a couple minute or two more of this. And I think I'll just, uh, I'll probably just uh, cover the re- record this and cover the rest of it later because I mean we get it's like it's just too much and I'd like to have some conversation outside of this CNN piece. Yeah, yeah, yep, no problem. All right. Like Twitter, like it's YouTube, a lot. to draw it's a lot. people. It in. is a lot. They would uh, promote and amplify the kind of content that gets people most engaged. <laughs> he knew that if he made videos that were more extreme, more outrageous. The video, more- no, the- that was them? That wasn't you? <laughs> no, that was Alex Jones. No, seriously? Yeah, they, they played that. And the video of Alex uh, Jones is him looking in the camera in like the 90s, just like wide-eyed, as wide-eyed as you can be, going... <laughs> <laughs> they would... Uh, promote and amplify the kind of content that gets people most engaged. <laughs> he knew that if he made videos that were more extreme, more outrageous, more shouty, clean them out. YouTube would give it to people that weren't looking for him. And around eighty. First of all, CNN, why are you playing <laughs> clips? Clean them out. What the fuck was that? The more the more shouty he would become, the more YouTube would give it to him. Hey, CNN, why are you playing clips of Alex Jones from the nineties? Because YouTube didn't exist back then. <laughs> YouTube did not exist in 1999. Well, oh, that, well, that's a lot of these. I think are from his uh, uh, cable access. That, that's what I thought I saw it when I the, at least on the, the beginning part because this is yeah no you're, the, uh, you're way into where I did not watch to. Well, so. well, that's exactly right. Is because the, the last two clips they played are from like Alex Jones in the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't think YouTube existed till what, 2004, 2006, 2008, yeah, something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're and, playing and 90s Alex Jones saying... No, no, he, there like, was definitely... I, yeah. It's a, what's that called, a whipsaw? Is that what No Agenda calls it, a whipsaw? Yeah. Like, yeah, a, yeah. Alex Jones uh, was would just do outrageous constant be, for YouTube, and then, go, and then they play a clip of him in the 90s when YouTube didn't fucking exist. Engage. <laughs> he knew that if he made videos that were more extreme, more outrageous, more shouty, clean them out. YouTube would give it to people that weren't looking for him. YouTube and didn't exist back then. Eighty percent of their views were from YouTube recommendations, were for people who weren't looking for his content. <laughs> A, A huge amount of InfoWars' success was the algorithms. 
Court documents show InfoWars' audience nearly doubled in four years. He wants to give people what they came there to get. True or not? True or not. When there was a mass shooting... Hey, at least they're admitting some of it's true. <laughs> CNN, CNN's, uh, <laughs> CNN's guys admitted true or not, which means like some of it was true. There was a definite get everything you can to try to prove that it was a false event. This is CNN Breaking News. Connecticut State Police have responded to reports of a Don shooting Lemon. at Sandy Hook Elementary School. The bodies of those children are still in the school. Don Lemon seemed smiling when that when he reported on that, just saying. 20 children, 6 adults, and a shooter. 27 total. Don't ever think the globalists that have hijacked this country wouldn't stage something like this. They kill little kids all day, every day. Okay, well, what he just said right there, and we'll stop it there. That's enough for this for tonight. But uh, what Alex just said right there is like, yeah, like he's not saying nobody died. He's saying they kill kids all the time. Why wouldn't they kill kids? And that's what I think happened at uh, Uvalde. Fucking CIA hit squad came in, just mowed down some kids, and they told the police to stand down. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, seems to be the, the common theme that went through there. Uh, I, I don't know. It's. I mean, it's the same thing it. with Vegas. Everything about the police, it is the police are always told to stand down every time. Stand down, stand down. I, why would you? I don't understand. I, their training is the opposite of that, though. Exactly. No, no, something. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, for legal reasons, I can't go further than saying it happened. <laughs> but they were told to stand down. I mean, I at mean, the, the bare minimum, that seems to be what's going on. And how many stories you've heard about the uh, border patrol agent that actually went in and ended it? Supposedly, you know, there's been. I don't know, at least five five different versions I've heard of that. Yeah, I... Man. Kid in the school, kid not in the school. You know, his kid, his kid killed. So. Well, let's uh, let's shift off from this because we could go on. I honestly probably will break this whole thing down on my own time, but we don't have enough time to do that because I don't want to cut into too much of Nick the Rad's time. But, man. Yep. I mean that's uh, I appreciate you let me have let me uh, watch this because I'm gonna I'm gonna re end up recording the audio the rest of it and probably break it down later on. No, no, it's no problem. I but uh, I, I wanted you to have it anyways because I was trying to get it either way. So yeah, uh, no, I, I greatly appreciate <laughs> when it. You asked, when you this asked, when you felt bad, I was like, ah, oh, this is my fucking he, bread. I and know butter. how he feels about Alex Jones. Uh, this is my fucking bread and butter right here. I, like I said, I even asked uh, Rob Dew, and Rob Dew couldn't get it. And he's the fucking Infowars news director. <laughs> he's, he couldn't find it. And I was like, well, shit. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, uh, yes, I, OBM, OBDM Discord couldn't find it, so I appreciate you coming in clutch. But uh, No problem. Man, um, oh, shit, net, net. Outside of the... Outside of the world of um, going to bars, drinking beer, and talking about Alex Jones, what have you been up to? Uh, working, working, working. Um, Please bury him somehow. Stop him. Don't look at him. It's, uh, it's horrible. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, and yard work. Uh, a lot of that, apparently. Oh, I've been doing the white yard work out the wazoo. Yeah, I 
ripped out uh, five juniper bushes at my mom's condo over the weekend. Just about killed me. I have a friend who named their daughter Juniper. Juniper? It's Well, that's what they flavor gin with. Uh, that's like the flavor of gin is Juniper. Her own name is Juniper. Gin and tonic is a fine drink. Gin I don't know if you've ever, yeah, yeah. if you've ever enjoyed a gin and tonic before. I have. Yeah, I have. I'm not a big fan of gin. I'm more of a whiskey, scotch type of guy. I really like scotch. Bourbon? What kind of bourbon do you like? Bourbon? Um, let me see. What have I got back there? I've been liking the Dickel 12 for the oh. price. It's pretty good. Oh. Uh, yeah. Dickel's, uh, Dickel's. I like Tom's Town. Tom's Town is really smooth. Tom's Town. Um, I've been doing uh, the Dirty Bird 101, if you know what that is. No. You know who the Dirty Bird is? No. I like Bob Dylan's w- bourbon. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey 101. Do you know what that uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, I mean yeah, wild turkey's good. Yeah, yeah, no, call it Dirty Bird One Hundred One. Okay, yeah, I never heard that before. <laughs> I, I I hate to come back to this, but I'm looking at right where it's paused on CNN, and right where I paused it, Sandy Hook School visitors welcome. There's a sign, and you got three guys right where I paused it with full auto weapons and full military garb, and it reminds me of Parkland, where it's like within. Not only within minutes of the shooting, but even with Parkland is like they had tanks and military guys there before the shooting started. What was up with that? Kind of weird. Oh, we were just happened to be running a drill. Kind of like 9-11. It's like, oh, yeah, we were what running a-, a drill with like planes getting crashed. And that's why NORAD didn't know what was going on. I wonder if uh, there's like a p- picture you could superimpose over the two where they're in the same <laughs> like formation or something. Yeah, You're like, holy shit, they're following the same... Probably, dude. Cadence. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But uh, I'm trying to think of my... I can't think of my favorite whiskey, to be honest with you. I I did try the... um For the first time, I tried Pappy's. Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. Yep. It, it's... Uh, I tried a bottle that was uh, $3,000. I, I mean, I only had one half shot of it. So it was yeah, like a yep. you know $200 shot or something. But yeah, it, yeah. it was yep. good, but it wasn't that good for the price. No. Nope. Um, it's... uh. To tell everybody, it's name brand. Disappointed if you build yourself up to thinking that that's going to be your Cadillac of them all. So, yeah, I I like um, trying to think what I've I like. I said I liked the uh, I liked the um, Bob Dylan's Heaven's Door whiskey was pretty good. Oh, I really like um, the uh, Town Branch uh, bourbon. The Town Branch is really good. Cherry cask. The Old Weller 101, you used to be able to get it for a hell of a lot cheaper than you can now. But that's all from the same distillery as like Pappy. But it's uh, really smooth for a 101. What I was told so by a uh, distributor, and I don't know if this is true because it was a distributor of uh, another brand, but what he said is Weller and Pappy's are... They come. They make a barrel, and they come out of the same place, and then they have their yep. highly paid taste yeah. tester, and he tastes the barrel, and he and decides whether it's going to be bottled as as Weller or or Pappy. Wellers or Pappy. Yeah, yep. is that true? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. In uh, the Weller for a long time was, I mean, I could get that back in the day for, I think like forty eight bucks a bottle. God damn, dude. So, I mean, that's cheap for (laughs) 
for a bourbon like that. Yeah. That is considered okay. close to Pappy. But the only thing with Pappy is it's it's because it's so short supplied because uh used to be the scotches were all the ones that were the like the mammoth prices. They still are if you get into uh like Belvini's got the uh, I think like a thirty six year old scotch, but it's like ten grand a bottle. <sighs> I'll tell you what, for bang for your buck, uh, Airstone, Sea Cask, and Lang Cask, depending on which one you like smokier. I like the smokier one, which I believe is the Lang Cask. But, what uh, is it? Airstone, A-E-R, it's a uh, Scotch. Uh, okay. Airstone. Oh, Airst- Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep. Uh, bang for your buck, that's going to be the best Scotch that I've found, because it's better than Scotches that are like... Most of the scotches that are like fifty to a hundred dollars more, I've not liked as much as. What, the how Airstone. much does that go for? About a like forty bucks for a seven fifty okay. milliliter. I get one that's called Port Charlotte, uh, ten, and that's from uh, Port Charlotte, a distillery called Boot. It's not uh, on its own. I don't think it's uh, okay. I'm looking listed at it. as being from the distiller it's from, but it's uh, Brutus Schlottish, and that's. They make scotches that are, you know, everything's a hundred bucks and up from the, but this one's like fifty or something like that. What are you drinking on right now? I was having <laughs> uh, from Shorts uh, Brewery, which is from here, a beer called Sticky Icky Icky. Could you hear them popping when we were? Talking? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, they got, got they got I some carbonation in them. Yeah, yeah, I was popping them with a the lighter. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, even like around here, I know, don't know how to pop a beer with a lighter. I have to show people every nah, time I can or do it. Up a beer with most freaking anything, like, yeah. but I might destroy it. But I can open it. With the lighters <laughs> are the best way, and because what I try to explain to people, it's like everybody when I they see me do it and they try to jam the end of the lighter up, and it's like no, it's about the leverage. Like you leverage, gotta, yeah. You, you pull <laughs> back on you pull back on the far end of it and pop yeah. it up. Yep. Yeah. And I, I no, like I explain it. it and explain it, and like only a small percentage of the people have gotten it so far. Even though just, yeah, no, somebody taught me that when I was like seven years old, and I've been like popping them ever since. That's why I can right. get them loud pops on them. Like that. yeah. Speaking of which, I think I think I'm gonna go grab a beer, uh, and I'll be back. We don't have to wrap the show right now unless you gotta get out of here. No, no, I'm I'm good to go. Actually, I'm gonna grab a beer myself. Let's do it. Let's go. And let's go a, take and, a beer break and in in a little boy break. So yeah, I get a piss, grab a beer. Let's yep. we'll we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds good. so hard 
I just belong to some other age, I guess. You know, humans don't communicate anymore, or they, they gibber and jabber about stuff that doesn't matter, and then they send a text message and never communicate with anybody about anything of substance. It's spiritual death. And then I just come to the realization out of trillions of worlds, we're going to probably die. And everything we did as a species and all of our beauty and all of our goodness will just fail. And we're going to go down the tubes because a bunch of inbred child molesters in Hollywood had some psychotic dream that they wanted to kill everybody. You know, humanity just has to fall. It has civilization has to fall. It just has to go down. And you know it's going to go down, too. And I just have been a fool trying to prop it up. It's just at a certain point, you're like, God Almighty, this is what death looks like. This is what laziness looks like. censorship going on. We have them bragging about it. We have them dead to rights. No one will attack. No one wants to do it. Never took action when all the tools were right there in our hands because we weren't meant to. We couldn't do it. We didn't want it. I give my children fish oil every day. They love it. It's really good for them. Size too small enough for Mike 
and gulags for all his supporters. And we're gonna burn down Milwaukee. We'll burn everything down to the ground. Burning down Milwaukee. So there ain't no free markets around. We'll be caucusing for Bernie With our fists in the air And Reverend Al Will be your pal When you haven't got health You'll have health care in Milwaukee. After we burn Milwaukee to the ground, like after we rebuild it, then you'll get the health care, is what I meant. Now, Buddha Judge plays the gay card, but we still call him Wall Street Pete. So I went to one of his rallies to try and cause a scene. So I yelled real loudly. That Mayo Pete is all right. And Pete said, Tell me, do you work for the Kremlin man? And I said, Pete, I am tonight. Burning down Milwaukee. I really tried to burn it down. Burn down Milwaukee. But then I got arrested. Tried to work out there. Well, burning down Milwaukee.
Greta Thunberry. President Trump's attempted coup keeps getting dumber and more desperate. Today, his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, had a meltdown live on television as Trump tried to overturn the will of the voters in Michigan. For more on this, it's time for a closer look. What was the call button? All the, oh my goodness, all the networks. Wow. All the networks. We have to forget about the law. All the networks, all the networks. Let it never be said, democracy is dead. Cause the orange man will be a wanton president. Sleepy Joe will succeed, and thus the world will be free. But then Rudy shows up, and now I'm really worried. Rudy, 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 Rudy! Wow! Do, 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 do ya? Open the work! Personal attorney Rudy Giuliani did not provide any evidence as he and the campaign's legal team floated the unsubstantiated idea of hair dye streaming down his face. It's not the third dimension. They've made frickin' deals with interdimensional aliens. Okay. Uh, and notice the media never attacks you for that because that's the truth. Maybe this is true. set up a world government. We're going to slowly titrate the dose and poison the public, dumb them down, put electromagnetic radiation out with 5G that scrambles their DNA, lowers their IQ. We're going to cause mass mental illness and a controlled societal collapse that will then be organized and controlled in the mop-up crew by robots controlled by the globalist programmers who believe with the off-world entities they're in communication with that they're going to be given the uh, operation to upload and be in that larger kind of board cube system. The 5G. Listen to me! 
what on it. They tried to recruit my dad to a DARPA program. The CIA is testing on cell towers uh, wavelengths to calm the public during crises. And I have talked to army generals, commanding generals, major generals, general generals, the 5G. Listen to me! CIA, everybody, and they're all 5G. What? Uh, hello? Are you there? I've talked to army generals, major generals, <laughs> commanding generals. That was General my first generals. ever No Agenda Show mix. I, I, I was going to ask you. The that, 5G. That, that thought went in and out of my head. I was thinking, like, this sounds like Chris. Well, yeah, no, that one didn't even have my voice in it, that last one. That was just uh, mm-hmm. the 5G. Wapo Wapo. Well, <laughs> He's talking did about the one before it? Did the one before it have you in it? Oh, pretty. There's I think all there, those it ones. Sounds like all those voice. ones. Before, all the ones before it had me in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But okay. that that uh, this one. It's not in the third dimension. They've made freaking de- boys in the public. That was me. Uh, that was my buddy playing bass and me playing. Uh, Have you went keys and tried them? Uh, like an open mic night again. Last time I did an open mic night, I talked about how Sandy Hook was fake, and I actually did better than you would expect. You did. Yeah. Wow. Where at? Well, I'm have to if you don't want to out. say, that's fine. No, it What's was that? at, uh, it, no, I'm going to edit this out anyway. It, it was at, um, what was that? Uh, what's the name of that place? Buster's or Buckethead? No. I mean, I mean, it was in, in your area. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, okay. some local bar. It's no, like, saying, you know, it's yeah. mostly bikers. It was like mostly bikers at the bar. <laughs> How they like it. I, I, my, uh, no, they thought it was, I did, uh, <laughs> I did a bit where I was like, Hey, everybody that's, I, I mean, I was shit faced and I didn't plan on going up, but then, cause it was my second open mic. My first, I can't remember which one it was. I'm conflating the two cause I was drunk on both of them, but I, I went the, uh, I know that I knew that I'm friends with the MC that was hosting the open mic night. And you know, there was like maybe 50, 60 people in the bar and it, and I'm walking in from smoking a cigarette, and he's like, get up here, do, do a set. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I didn't have anything prepared, so I did a Sandy Hook bit, and then I was like, everybody that's vaccinated, get on the right side of the room. Everybody that's unvaccinated, get on the left side of the room. And nobody even moved. And then I said, well, it was worth a shot. And then I did my own... <laughs> did they laugh? Or? Yeah. I, I like I got some <laughs> chuckles because like the few chuckles I'm assuming they realized the joke was it was worth a shot. Shot, know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh shit. Well we're still alive. Uh, um I I'd love as, I'd love to go do stand up I many a times in my life, but I ain't got the balls probably. So. Yeah, I've, I mean, the only, both times I did it. Well, the first time I did it, I was baked off my ass, and the second time I did it, I was yeah. drunk as fuck. It's hard to <laughs> honestly. I think doing it sober would be better than doing it high. Like the first time I did it high, I was drunk. I was I'm sorry. The first time I did it high, not drunk. Oh, you're. I was very nervous. Yeah. No, also, it's, like, you're, it's your first. High. Yeah, Don't it's your stuff. first. Yeah. You're getting up in yep. front of a crowd. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Um. I go out to well, mow my lawn. I don't even get high before it because. 
you feel like you're freaked out mowing your lawn. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror right now, because this is the last time you're going to be looking this gay in your whole life. <laughs> uh, well, before we wrap the show, as is tradition, on a Wednesday night when we're already running into Nick the Rat's time, the tradition on the show is leave a voicemail for Nick the Rat before we wrap the show. Oh, that would be... You want to do that? Definitely. Yeah? All right. Sure. I'm not making too many... Fuck. My... Huh? It's making noise. I got stuff making noise here. Can you hear yeah. the fan in the background? Could you hear the fan? Yeah, I've heard the fan the whole time, but I think I can. Ah, God damn it! You no, it's all good. Something. I think I, I can. I can off. do the. No, you're good. I can do the noise removal on the whole thing, and okay. hopefully it'll the, uh, no, imposed. It like, imposed. I can. Yeah, it was like 83 freaking degrees when I got all. Yeah, no, that's. It was, yeah, I ain't worried about it. I'll just. Move I'll just do the. <laughs> I'll just do the noise removal in post, and that should take care of most of it. Okay. Um, cool. Sorry. Uh, if I would have no, turned it off. No, it's all good. Not, I don't mind sweating. Dude, trust me, you sound you sound way, like uh, with this show lately. I've had uh, a different guest on every dude. David Ike when he was on didn't even have fucking headphones. Oh. I don't know no pair of headphones, mate. So I just tried to talk <laughs> at least. I, I just tried to talk the least amount as possible, and then I had to go back. I luckily I recorded on multi track, and I had to like go back and edit out all my echo the whole way through. It was weird. The one time when I called uh, Hawk Story uh, with my, I was calling through Google Voice, and then it went through the speakers. Uh, and I got like surround sound speakers in here, and it like they weren't picking up any kind of splashback whatsoever through Google Voice. It was weird. It's like what? So and it was loud. I mean, I got a subwoofer and everything. It was booming through everything. And they weren't picking it up. Nick, the rest number is nine one seven seven one nine. No, that's the hog uh, story. Is that hog story? Uh, no, no, you got it. Nine one seven seven one nine. Seven one nine. Nine one seven 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 one nine five nine three. Remember that? Are you dialing it right now? Yeah, we, I mean, we, I don't have to. I'm gonna call, but I could kill that fan. Let me kill the fan. No, you're good. I mean, it's been here the oh, whole time. Okay. I can just I'll okay. do a I'll do a broad sweep across the whole recording of noise removal. It should take care of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, dude. No, thanks for hanging out tonight, and thanks for let me. Uh, no, no problem. That, I, uh, I, no, I, well, next next. Uh, you got to come back on soon. Uh, I'm in the I'm process of I, moving I, studios. I I have moving this. My uh, recording studio to another studio, so uh, it's um, if if I sound more echoey than normal tonight, that's why because the sound panels have been taken down in here for oh, the most okay. part. No, I uh, met you. I know it. No ish, you. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, you're cool. Okay. Dude, that uh, dude, man, that Nashville meetup was the tits, the tits nits, the bees knees, yeah. or yeah. the uh, yeah, the. Uh, as I like to call it, um, I forgot what I like to call it. What you doing over there? I don't there? know if it would have went down the same way. If <laughs> what you doing over there? <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't have known if it went down the same way. What? If uh, other parties had showed up that were supposed to show up. What do you mean? I don't know. It would have went went down the same way. You think or no? I mean, we had a ton of people there. Um, yeah. No, it was. I, no, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. Um, and you were the—I uh, did not get out. 
I did not get out on skates. You did. You were. Uh, I tried, man. I was. Vi- I, w- yeah. I walked into the Nashville meetup like Have I'm you- not getting on. I'm not getting on rollerblades because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> and then I saw like the first person I see when I walk in is Spencer, and he's like, "You got to get on the blades." And Sir Spencer <laughs> tells me he's like, and I'm like, "Fuck, I guess I got to get on them." And I go over there and I give him my shoes. I get on the blades. And I think you can hear it on that uh, the Nashville meetup recording. Like they like somebody comments. I think I don't know who's there. I think it might be you and Spencer and Lavish. It's probably me. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Oh, here comes here comes Sir Seat Sitter." And like I think you can even hear the sound of me almost busting my ass. And I'm like trying to walk up these steps with I think these. You fell on your ass, there. I came close. I think I came damn near close. Maybe I did fall on my ass. And I, oh. I was on those. Th- I didn't even go out on the roller rink. I no, was I'm on the. D- dude, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm I immediately per- as soon as I put them on, I immediately realized like there's like the the best best case scenario. I get out on that roller rink and I make an f- absolute fool out of myself. Worst case scenario, <laughs> I go to the hospital. <laughs> And I saw like kids that were like six, seven years old, fucking crushing it out it. there. Yeah, and I, was, like, <laughs> I, I immediately like barely made it back over to the skate and was like, "Please give me my shoes back." <laughs> when you're you, we, you, <laughs> see when, up here that when you're growing up, they have like uh, the elementary school has like uh, events, yeah, and a roller rink and uh, or an ice skating rink. So you're ice skating, ro- roller skating. I think yeah, I'm better at ice skating than I, than it, roller skating. I don't know why. Uh, well, I it, there's no way I would get out there because ice you can fall and slide and it doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah, you know. But if you land on um, somebody with an ice skate to the face, it's worse than. Oh yeah, no, I mean there's all skate. well, it, it, <laughs> a little bad luck for them, but um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but I've ice skated a lot, so I know how to fall. So and. I, Landing on the hard surface compared to the ice is just not not fun. Unless you hit a wall, because in ice skating, that's the worst thing. If you hit a wall where you're skating inside of like a, you know, a rink or an arena, you know. Yeah. Dude, that, so, that Behind the Schemes episode we did that, that night at the Airbnb was like the hardest I'd laughed in a while. Though. That was so fun. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. It was definitely fun traveling there and back. Yeah. It was just a different, weird kind of journey. So, hell yeah! Well, you want to call Nick the Rat? <coughs> sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <clears throat> Let's see if he's. I don't know. I mean, I always live. I don't know if he has the phone lines open. But if oh not, yeah, I go. think he's live. I see him on Twitch right now. You reach Nick the Rat Radio. Please leave a message after the beep. Hey, this is uh, this is Epson Six Pack. I'm here live with. Net Ned, we're talking. Oh, hello. Who? I'm here live with Net Ned. Oh wait, that's me. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we, we we were wanting to know um, if if you had to ice skate and or roller skate, which one would you rather do in the nude? Ice, like frostbite. Maybe happens. Masturbite. Maybe. Masturbite. Or uh, road rash. Raspberries. Roller skating, raspberries, or uh, ice skating is probably like frostbite. You ever stick your tongue in a raspberry pie? 
<clears throat> Only when asked. Yeah. There's usually very little planning that goes into these voicemails. <laughs> but Nick always plays them. <laughs> uh, He's played some oddball ones of mine that I'm like texting him like an IRC in the back channel like don't, don't play, play that. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't play it. And he plays uh, it. Uh, it's like you know what you, you know what you're getting into when you call Nick. Uh I need to get Nick <laughs> yeah. back on. Last time I think uh last time Nick was on Evans Six Pack, I believe it was with Metis and we talked about time travel for a couple hours. Oh. Gotta get him back on. What was the, was there a theory on if time travel is possible or? To be honest with you, I don't remember. I think, I um, I think, hmm, I don't know. Maybe I should link the episode you, in the show notes. Have you explored like the works of Cooper at all? Or? Bill Cooper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have yeah, you read um, Behold a Pale Horse? Yeah, Behold the Pale Horses. I, I don't know if he's done other books. That's the only one I've read. Uh, it's been a while yeah, since I've has. read it. There's, a, there's other ones out there that he did after that, but that was kind of like his... Coupe de Gras. Yeah, and yeah. it's still the one that like everybody's like, oh my God, I read Behold the Pale Horse. Did everybody realize that Bill Cooper said everything that's happening is going to happen back yeah. in 93, I think it was published? The biggest deep dive on the podcast we did into him was the uh, three-part Bluebeam episode. With the oh, in collaboration okay, with yeah. behind the schemes, and he uh, he kind of went into detail about how they're going to fake an alien invasion. David Icke's on the yep. same page. Alex Jones is on the same page. Uh, oh yeah, I that think was all this... documented. Because did did you guys have uh, clips from his shortwave on that? Or I think so. Yeah, I, okay. I mean it's been yeah. it's been like a year ago now. So no, because well, back in the day, I bought all the tapes and everything from. Like his shortwave that I could get when I didn't have a shortwave radio. That was what he called. He uh, said Alex Jones was a huckster and a grift. Or what he call him? Uh, called him. <laughs> he was a, called him an agent of change, which is uh, kind of code for uh, uh, some sort of operative or some yeah. sort of three letter agency that would do something to try and. Uh, I think it's entirely facilitate possible. a change. I think it's entirely possible that Alex Jones is unwittingly and unknowingly a federal operative because on the show he'll have all these Pentagon and he's like, he's got all his Pentagon sources and he's like, he trusts them a little too much. So even if Alex doesn't know that he's a uh, CIA operative, he's still taking their information and spitting it out sometimes. But oh, he was yeah. the, he was the only like rational voice for a, a couple of years there saying that the QAnon thing was bullshit. And everybody else for a while, like even Noah, like well Dvorak, I guess wasn't as much on. But Adam was like sold on the election being overturned and all this stuff. And Alex the whole time was steadfast that the whole Q thing was bullshit. Yeah, so. I mean, I well, and I kind of saw Alex or I saw uh, Adam's point of view at one point. Uh, I was really hoping that it was right because that was yeah. back when Alex was talking, or Alex you know, was talking to Pachinik and Adam was talking to Pachinik on those uh, with Adam like, Curry's. A lot of what spearheaded like the validity of all that was a uh, guy that was a uh, state. I think he was a state senator here, and then he tried running for governor, and 
I remember my friend that's a math teacher like was like, dude, you got to check this guy out. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, when I went, saw him talk, he uh, very knowledgeable. He's got, uh, I think, multiple degrees and different, but he knows a lot about uh, computers and stuff like that. His name's Patrick Kolbeck, and he's like the one that not came to be up confused with, with Patrick Koble. No, <laughs> no, not at all. And he he's the one that documented all the like uh, way that you could have compromised all the voting here. On the uh, the voting equipment, you go back. And, you go back uh, to the 2016 election, and John Oliver was doing pieces about how uh, easy it was to hack the voting machines. And that's, I think, that's been debated since. Uh, I mean, because like that whole Diebolt conspiracy goes back even farther than that. I think you know, because they've been talking about Diebolt machines forever, but now it's a different. You know, it's been sold, and like you find out, it's the same company that owns them, regardless of what machine it is. It's all, it seems like it's always somebody uh, related or somehow connected to whatever company owned it in the past. So, well, in closing, Netned, do you have capabilities to edit and produce clips? Uh, yeah, yep. Would you like to join us for a battle of the douchebags here in the next couple months? Maybe in the fall? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, It'd be on a Sunday for no agenda. You gotta give me, you gotta give me some time, uh, beforehand because just to come up with, I gotta come up with two people, right? Yeah, two people, four clips a piece. Really three clips a piece, but four if you really want to go all out. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I think I got, uh, do you got a list somewhere where all the previous do you um, it are? I can I can get that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yep. the this coming Sunday it's going to be myself, Lavish, Sir Bimrose, and Fletcher for Battle of Douchebags Part Five, which means we have three more to go. No, yeah, you know, yeah. Before we do the Battle of the Douchebags yeah. of the Battle of the Douchebags, so I'm hope I'm thinking oh. in like the last one or two we can get you in there. I know uh, I got to get Tom Starkweather in. Was- I got to get Charlie Robinson. And I got to get Kimmel in before and, and he did not win. Is that Kimmel has not been in there yet. So if you want to claim him right now, I will make sure that nobody else takes him. (laughs) It's kind (laughs) of evil though. (laughs) Well, no, because that's what I tell anybody, especially that hasn't listened to shows like go ahead. I mean, I know you have obviously, but like I, I tell people like, go ahead and as soon as you know who they are, pick them now because if there's going to be a show before then, I got to make sure that you've oh. already got them claimed. I um, I would claim them definitely because I think I uh, find in clips of him being a douchebag is no problem. Oh, dude, he fucking sucks. <laughs> you know what's you know what's weird about Kimmel too is is Alex Jones has talked about this is that he's talked to people around Kimmel and indirectly talked to Kimmel himself is what Alex Jones says, and that Kimmel. Watches is a regular viewer of the Alex Jones show and agrees with Alex, but uh, is is his hands are tied and he is just so deep into the system and doesn't have any convictions that like he agrees with Alex Jones and watches and is a regular viewer of his show. He has no but, issues with that, but it, but that, attacks Alex yeah. on his show, which yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it's an interesting idea. That's like psychotic almost. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you remember you know when saying? I mean, I, Kimmel was on the man show. It. The man show was like the most un PC thing ever. Now oh, no, I remember the man show well yeah. with the, uh, yeah. Yeah. You remember the guy that slammed the beers at the beginning? Jeez. Yeah. And then they had, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like after Kimmel left, it was, uh, Doug Stanhope and Joe Rogan doing it. Yeah. Yep, and, yep, uh, yep. and they, they had Joey, they opened up an episode with Joey Diaz, like, Diaz. The, yeah. yeah, Joey Diaz like pulling his balls out or whatever, <laughs> swinging him around. And yeah, according yeah. to Rogan and Stanhope, it made the producer, the female producer, cry. <laughs> like she was in tears, of, like how offensive it was. Like she was sad and crying, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. Why? Why? <laughs> I had to see an old man, Cuban it's man's old, ball. Yeah, exactly. Like why? What? Like. Yeah, well, first of all, why is there a female producer on a show called The Man Show? It's called The Man Show, not The (laughs) Woman Show. Have you ever been to an old folks home? You're going to see balls for days, lady. Like, really, get used to it. Oh, God. (laughs) That should have been in your history books at school. (laughs) All right, well, NetNet, where can people find you? Do you got anything, any... Uh, outside of no uh, net net at no agenda social, where else? What do you got going on? No, just uh, net 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 dot net, and it goes to uh, no agenda. Net net dot net. Hell yeah, no agenda. Yep. All right. AKA Mister Shit King Shit Pussy. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Ned. Ned, uh, let's let's do this again very soon. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Chris. It was also it's always awesome to to be talking to you. Yeah, we'll next we'll do a next show that's slightly less Alex Jones centric. Next time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So until next week, leave me alone. Whew. Whammo, blammo. It's the day after what you just heard, Sir Seat Sitter, aka Chris, aka Skidmark here. I'm going to go ahead and finish going through this CNN presentation. Uh, it's the last night Ned and I did this show, but I want to. I just want to finish it up, and uh, I'll give my commentary as we go through. No Sharia law overruling the United States government? No, no, but that's what Jones wanted. We made up the stories because there was nothing to report on. In essence, we lied. And with the growing popularity of social media, Jones finally had the outlet that would be a perfect amplifier for his outrage. A lot of his clips would go viral. Alex Jones used platforms like Facebook, like Twitter, like YouTube to draw people in. They would uh, promote and amplify the kind of content that gets people most engaged. (laughs) He knew that if he made videos that were more extreme, more outrageous, more shouty, clean them out! YouTube would give it to people that weren't looking for him, and around 80% of their views were from YouTube recommendations, were for people who weren't looking for his content. A huge amount of InfoWars' success was the algorithms. Court documents show InfoWars' audience nearly doubled in four years. He wants to give people what they came there to get. True or not? True or not. When there was a mass shooting, there was a definite get everything you can to try to prove that it was a false event. This is CNN Breaking News. Connecticut State Police have responded to reports of a shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School. The bodies of those children are still in the school. 
20 children, Still six adults, school. and a shooter. 27 total. Don't ever think the globalists that have hijacked this country wouldn't stage something like this. They kill little kids all day, every day. The day of the Sandy Hook shooting proved nothing was off limits, even the slaughter of children. I said they are. Uh, that clip they just played, Alex said they kill kids every day, not they pretend to kill kids. But okay. Are launching attacks. They are going to come after our guns, look for mass shootings. And then magically it happens. Jones the claimed lie? it was a government the lie? plot, a, a false flag. The grieving no parents, crisis actors. And you've got parents laughing, going, <laughs> and then they walk over to the camera and go, <laughs> Once again, where's the lie? Everyone has seen that clip. What Alex and the crew was doing was accusing parents of an unspeakable tragedy of being liars as well. It was um, the grossest level of insult I can imagine. The whole thing is a giant hoax. People tend to think, well, Alex Jones maybe got on his show a couple times and said Sandy Hook was fake. And the reality is that it was an obsession he could not let go of. Jones's audience ate it up. One InfoWars article claiming why FBI was, says why, no one... Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine, it up. Killed at Sandy Hook was viewed more than three million times. There have been Sandy Hook fanatics who show up at families' houses and start banging on their door. They continually harass these parents. I don't think you can find a lower person than somebody like Alex Jones. Neil Heslin lost his six-year-old son, Jesse, in that shooting. Alex Jones has put a lot of lives in danger, a lot of families' lives in danger and at risk. He and others have sued Jones over his lies. Mark Bankston is the attorney representing some of the families. At InfoWars, there is a nearly bottomless well of hatred and cruelty. They do not care about the typical things that you would expect a reasonable, rational person to care about. This is Dan Bedondi. Jones would hire pro wrestler Dan Bedondi to cover Sandy Hook for InfoWars, and Bedondi harassed city employees. The Sandy Hook truth is coming out, you people going to jail. It looks like you were just trying to drum up conspiracies, kind no, of make a spectacle of yourself, really. It's not conspiracy theories. I mean, it's just a uh, question. It's of complete thought. conspiracy theories. No, it's because of the most of the American public was thinking the same thing. I mean, how, how can we trust the... How could most the of the American public, I guarantee you, was not no, thinking uh, that it was fake. And no, nobody's saying it was actors. fake, but there was... There crisis was, actors? I didn't say that, but the thing is, and I know they're not crisis actors. I went to the grave site, so I mean, the memorial and everything was sad. It was heartbreaking to see. You were all part of it, Dan. No, I was just asking you were to do my job. part of so. that whole conspiracy theory and part of that pain. It's still the First Amendment. Alex Jones never responded to multiple CNN requests to be interviewed for this program, but talked about Sandy Hook in a deposition. So you do not believe that you've done an outrageous wrong to these parents? I have not, not. No, I've not done an outrageous wrong to the parents. I myself have you know, almost had like a form of psychosis back in the past where I basically thought everything was staged. You know, I've now learned a lot of times things aren't staged. So, um, you know, I think as, as a pundit and someone giving opinion um, that, you know, my opinions have been wrong, but they were never wrong consciously to hurt people. To say Jesse never existed. I'm going to come out and say, I'm just going to be upfront. The worst mistake Alex Jones ever made and the most dishonest thing he ever did, intentionally or unintentionally, outside of the Y12, uh, Y or sorry, not Y12, Y2K, 
was apologized for his previous Sandy Hook take. Because once you apologize, we know if we know anything about cancel, cancel culture, it's once you apologize, they have you because you admitted you did something wrong. He was fucking. He was fucking right about it. He was right about it. How about that? That he never died. You know, you're defaming this little boy. It's a six-year-old boy. Just awful. Uh, there's no words for it. Donald, thank you for joining us. It was this Alex Jones that in 2015 was singled out, sought after by a presidential candidate named Donald Trump. <laughs> Just like it's time for you, man, to stand up in the info war. This is what all elites end up doing. Raping and killing children dressed up like a werewolf. You wanna fight? <laughs> Alex Jones had established himself as the king of conspiracy theories. They put cancer viruses on record in the vaccines. And learned early on his lies could make him cash. By the books, the films, the pro-gun. T-shirts, you also need to plant a garden. I was in my late 20s. Oh my God. Did Alex Jones just say that you need to plant a garden? Fucking string him up right now. Oh shit, plant a garden. We're in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Jones is telling people they need to plant a garden. <laughs> All elites end up doing. Raping and killing children dressed up like a werewolf. You want to fight? Alex Jones had established himself as the king of conspiracy theories. They put cancer viruses on record in the vaccines. And learned early on his lies could make him cash. By the books, the films, the pro-gun, t-shirts, you also need to plant a garden. Oh I was in my God. late 20s, and I was making as much money as a NFL quarterback. One of the best videos I produced. At first, Jones was selling DVDs and survival gear. The globalists are filling our water with radioactive isotopes. If you go and look at the Infowars store, it is a mall of things to buy if you think the world is ending. Silver bullet from Infowarslife.com. In 2013. How are you going to get rid of the, were the elites? Raping kids dressed up as werewolves if you don't have sil silver bullet. You know, that's all I'm saying. Jones would discover he could make a fortune selling health products like vitamins and supplements under the InfoWars brand. I take products that block the estrogen mimickers that basically feminize men. The vitamins came in right around the time of the divorce, and then he became just like astronomically rich. How rich? Jones has guarded details of his business, but court documents show a massive inflow of money, often hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, adding up to more than $165 million in revenue over a three-year period. I can Much buy of you that for money dollar. from stoking fears. And I know like three or four people that have family or themselves have brain tumors suddenly, kids from fungus. Yeah. When Jones pushed a new product and hyped concerns about bacteria and fungus, he raked in more than $800,000 in two days. When I went to Austin and spoke to Alex about how much they actually make, it was on another planet. A staggering amount. Totally staggering. How long until you go live? Five minutes. Five, okay. Kaylin Robertson had inside access to the InfoWars operation. 
he'll say, buy these products, buy these products. And at the end, the first thing he'll say when he goes into the briefing room after a show is what were the sales during the show? As in, how many people signed up live while it was broadcast? Not, was it a good show? Did we expose the truth? So truth doesn't really matter at all. Basically, a three-hour... Yeah, okay. Uh, Sure, it's easy for somebody to say that when they're already targeting him. I'll take... Whatever. A day infomercial to sell pills. Yeah, it's like a far-right QVC. I ended up editing the very first ad for the very first private-labeled product that he put out, which was an iodine supplement called uh, Survival Shield. Fukushima blows sky high. The iodine drops were marketed as protection from nuclear fallout. Jones sent a team to California to find radiation from Japan's Fukushima disaster. Find. None of us really knew how to use a Geiger counter. We just posted videos saying that we weren't finding elevated levels. How was that received? They had never seen him so angry because we were posting what we were finding. I. But, okay, bullshit. I mean... I'm not just saying that, I mean, I am just saying this because I know I am friendly with a couple people that work over there, but like, fucking give some proof. You know, like some guy that used to work there, some disgruntled employee is like, oh, he said this and he got all mad. It's like, I'll take things that never happened for 500, Alex. Started to get the idea like, okay, maybe our job isn't to... Did he eat your goldfish too? I think this is the same guy that said when he got pissed off that Alex Jones grabbed his goldfish out of the tank and just ate it in front of him. And A, that probably never happened. And B, if it did, that's fucking badass. <laughs> fucking eating. It's just, a, it's the literal plot of Wolf of Wall Street, like we were talking about earlier. It's the actual plot of Wolf of Wall Street. Report the truth. Maybe our job is to report what Jones thinks the truth is. And to sell pills. Absolutely. There are unanswered questions. Another InfoWars contributor, Anthony Gucciardi, said in a 2014 court document obtained by CNN, he would write about topics to promote the brand and sell products. They're acting like Alex Jones is selling fentanyl pills. He's selling vitamin C, vitamin B12, vitamin D, iodine, things your body needs. I'm not here to suck Alex Jones' dick. I mean, I kind of am, but Jesus Christ. Like, oh my God, he's selling vitamins. What are we going to do? He told you. Did you hear the part when Alex Jones said that you should grow your own garden? Oh my God. Let's not worry about Bill Gates' seed vault buying up all the farmland in the whole country. Let's worry about Alex Jones telling people he needs to grow a garden and selling them vitamins. Example, Ebola. They said Ebola is a real threat, that outbreaks are actually happening in the United States that are going unreported. Viewers weren't told Gucciardi was also getting a cut of the supplement business. I think it's important for people to understand that they are paying money to and aligning themselves with an outlet that is entirely deceptive and that just wants their money. Sounds like a grift, really. Yes, I think that really is what it is. It's a con. You've got... The great brain pill nootropic. He would joke about people that would buy the products. When I first met Alex, I said that I had bought his brain force thing. And he was like, surprised. He was like, why? And it was kind of like, the people that buy his stuff are silly. Okay. um, How's that a joke? Uh, First of all, once again, I don't think this happened. But let's just say for the sake of argument, this 
British uh, twat is like, oh, he would joke about people that bought his products. When I first bought Brainforced, he looked at me and said, really? How's that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a ha-ha joke? It's joke about people that would buy the products. Uh -huh. When I first met Alex, I said that I had bought his Brainforce thing. And he was like, surprised. He was like, why? And it was kind of like, the people that buy his stuff are silly. Okay, so when somebody walks up to me and they tell me something and I go, I act surprised and I go, really? That's a hilarious joke. Everybody laughs. <laughs> ah, hilarious joke. You looked at surprised and said, really? What a hilarious joke. The fuck? We're closer to World War III than this planet has ever been. As the money poured in, Jones put some back into the business, making sure his show looked like a real newscast. Chicken This is the third deal we bought. Here you go. Everyone's rushing around him with scripts and showing Rushing around? And it's like He's a Russian agent. operation to make it technically perfect and totally perfect, yet he's going on air and saying completely outlandish, insane, ridiculous, over-the-top, entertaining things. So it's a very strange contrast. How does he decide what goes on that show? It all comes from Jones's brain. Oh, I can't even keep track of all this crap anymore. You can tell that a lot of it's <laughs> off the cuff. A lot of it is coming from an emotional place, a reactionary place. His behavior off the air, I have heard, could be even violent. Yeah, there was physical violence. Jones used to play these punching games. He punched an employee so hard that his arm split open. <laughs> what is he, Superman? He punched he, pu <laughs> he punched somebody in the in the arm so hard that his arm just split open, it split in half. <laughs> what the fuck? Did he have like brass knuckles? He punched, he punched somebody in the arm so hard, his arm split open. From an emotional place, a reactionary <laughs> place. His behavior off the air, I have heard, could be even violent. Ice cream, yeah, there was ice cream, ice cream cone. Physical violence. Jones used to play these punching games. Punching he games. punched an employee so hard that his arm split open. <laughs> I mean, there was blood on his shirt. America, <laughs> Jones' what you emotional doing place was macho. <laughs> Alpha male, and always on the attack. It's time for good people who have the real strength of life to stand up against this filth. And in 2015, that would play right into the hands of a presidential candidate sharing the same message. Uh, Donald, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alex. Great. Great to be with you. Alex Jones would explain how it was Roger Stone, Trump's longtime ally, who initiated the strategy of putting Donald Trump side by side with Infowars. He contacted me and said, I'm about to publish books about the biggest enemies of Trump, and I believe that if we can take them out with how corrupt they are, this will pave the way to get Trump in, and he's one of us, he's a nationalist. I just want to finish by saying your reputation's amazing. I will not let you down. Thank you for that your courage. That encapsulates the mainstreaming of conspiracy theories and hate that we've seen like in US politics. After that, it became frighteningly Trump in Alex's office. It was like, wait, this, this place is extremely polarized towards one candidate. And it's never been this way before. It's sort of a momentum change. Hillary's into like creepy, weird, sick stuff, man. Hillary for president! Jones went all in as only he could. Hillary Clinton, Trump's opponent, would be labeled satanic. I've talked to people that are in protective details. I mean, they're scared of her. And they say, listen, 
she's a freaking demon and she stinks and so does Obama. And I go like, what? Sulfur. They smell like hell. During the 2016 campaign, Jones began targeting Democrats with one of his most unhinged conspiracy theories. Pizzagate is real. Pizzagate is a conspiracy theory that Hillary Clinton and leading Democrats were engaged in a satanic pedophilic cabal that in this case was meeting in the basement of Comet Pizza in Washington, D.C. You have to go investigate it for yourself. One of Jones' followers, Edgar Welch, did just that. He kicked in the kitchen doors and then proceeded to shoot at a locked door. The bullets pierced through here. Behind that locked door, just a closet. James Alafantis, who owns the restaurant, says there is no doubt who's to blame. This gunman had been directly motivated by a video by Alex Jones. Every day I get a death threat. It's been five and a half, six years since this has happened. I have no comment on this because, I mean, if you've looked into Alephantis, I think we all know what's going on there. And it really fundamentally changed my life. On the verge of the 2016 election, polls showed Hillary Clinton leading. Alex Jones and Roger Stone pushed a new conspiracy to try to explain why Trump may lose. It was the birth of Stop the Steal. You're having... Oh my God, Bert, Stop the Steal in 2016. Your republic stolen in front of you. Then Trump won. Right now, a historic moment. Uh, we can now project Donald Trump wins the presidency. Ice cream cone. Infowars would rake in $850,000 in sales in its most lucrative day in three years. I've been drinking beer. A president who pushed lies, conspiracy theories, and disinformation was heading to the White House. Lies, conspiracy theories, and disinformation? Oh! Ugh. With Jones' help, the infowar against a democracy was put in motion. My brain isn't fucking working! I've been drinking beer! With Trump in office, Jones and infowars were riding high. I talk to the president, and I talk to people that talk to the president every day. Jones took credit for Trump's win, told followers and those around him he had Trump's ear. Jones said it all the time. Just got off of the phone with Trump. Trump just called. Uh, just had an interesting conversation with Trump. Believe it? I don't know. He showed me text messages he had shared with Trump while Trump was in the White House. That shocked me. I thought that as soon as Trump took office, he would not speak to any of those people. But they had, like, a, a relationship going on. Was it a conversation? More so from Alex's side. But there was a two-way conversation going on that I assume it was trying to convince him to come on Infowars, which Alex really wanted, like, to come on again. Trump never came back on Infowars. But it didn't matter. Money was rolling in. Jones appeared invincible. The truth is, my average video was getting like three or four million views. But behind the scenes, something had changed. I'm just going to say that I wish I never would have met Trump. Social <laughs> media companies had begun taking tougher stances on hate speech. I've been drinking beer! I decided to deplatform my billions and millions of views and millions of followers off of everything from iTunes to Google to YouTube to Spotify. Jones the, would the, blame the, the, the scrutiny of InfoWars on his alignment with Trump. Kalen Robertson captured these candid moments while making a documentary with Jones and shared them with CNN. I'm so sick of Donald Trump, man. 
Adam, sick of him. And I'm not doing this because it's like I'm kissing his ass, you know. Jones struggled with his words, asked for a retake. Yeah, uh, this is the real quote, because what I said earlier is inaccurate, so please use this quote. I'm really glad that I backed Donald Trump three years ago, three and a half years ago for president. But that said, being sucked into that whole vortex has been quite instructional. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to get it straight this time. This, this is really important what I'm going to say, and I'm just trying to get this exactly right and exactly truthful. He tried again. So Trump came to get my populist audience. And then he did that. The Democrats saw it as a threat. They attacked it and said that I was Donald Trump thinking that would hurt him. It made Trump stronger. It made him win the election. And so they understand that Donald Trump is InfoWars and that I'm Donald Trump now. And it's like a ring of doom. We've been merged together into this, into this thing, and they're obsessed with it. And it's some bizarre form of alchemy that I don't understand. Despite his feelings, when Trump announced he would run for re-election, Alex Jones was right back on board. What the Democrats and the globalists are doing is insurrection against the country. He would attack the Bidens and lie about a rigged election. Dark forces trying to steal the election. (laughs) Yeah, that election was totally on the up and up. The big lie. Voters are in the final hours of making a monumental decision. As ballots were being counted across America, it was becoming clear Trump was about to lose. They're trying to steal an election. They're trying to... Uh, Actually, Trump was way in the head until, like, the next morning, magically overnight, a bunch of mail-in ballots got fucking counted. But okay. Big an election, and we can't let that happen. There is no doubt it is Donald Trump who is most responsible for millions of people believing the lie that he won the election was stolen. But it is undeniable it is Alex Jones who spent months telling his followers to revolt. Chicken McNuggets. Immediately after the election, Jones would appear at rallies across the country with his bullhorn. And an army. Ice cream. Ice cream. The slogan that Roger Stone had coined in 2016. Stop the steal. You understand? I have ice cream, I have cookies, I have candy, five-year-old. I'm convinced now, this is, and I'm just not thinking about this, they, CNN was going to have this released in like January or February, I think it was February of this year, of 2022, and there was so much quote-unquote pushback from like, don't give this guy a platform, that they, they did not release it. Now I'm thinking that whole thing was contrived so that they could release this right on time, for the January 6th hearings that are currently happening. I mean, I don't have any proof for that, but I'm just looking at the timeline, and that seems like it makes a lot of sense. And calling his followers to action. Everybody needs to be around that White House supporting it. They need to see patriots in the streets of D.C. Alex! Alex! I wonder if they're going to... Uh, let's. I Like I said, I haven't uh, watched this whole thing yet. 
I wonder if they're going to play the clips of Alex Jones with his bullhorn, his dangerous bullhorn, saying, Don't go into the Capitol. It's a setup. Do not go inside. Do not trespass. Don't go into the Capitol. Don't go into the Capitol. Hmm, I wonder if CNN's going to play it, because there's hours of footage from different angles of Alex saying, screaming at everybody not to go in the Capitol. Do you think CNN's going to play any of that? Uh, I have a feeling they won't. Each speech, aggressive and foreboding. We will never give up. We will never surrender. We will never back down to the satanic, pedophile, globalist, new world order. Even other organizers planning steal rallies, like Dustin Stockton, say Jones was going too far. We could sense that, like, this was a really volatile situation. We also were trying to keep it from crossing that line into violence. They're firebrands, and when you are doing that, it's kind of an exponential growth is, like, how outrageous you have to be. On December 19, 2020, Donald Trump tells his followers, big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there. We'll be wild. Alex Jones never looked back. We need just people to start going to D.C. now. Don't wait. Go to D.C. Go to D.C. Go to D.C. Go to the White House. Just go to the White House. Go, 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 go. January 6th, fight for Trump. His show became a commercial for Trump's rally. And on New Year's Eve, InfoWars guest host Matt Bracken said this. We're going to only be saved by millions of Americans moving to Washington occupying the entire area, if if necessary, storming right into the Capitol. Jones told his audience he was intimately involved in the planning of the January 6th rally. I put the money down, because you know, this is all private, folks. It was uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then a big donor came through and took care of that for us. It's not about me bragging, it's just people know the history. As crowds gathered in Washington, D.C., on the night before the big rally, Jones would warn of a coming battle. This will be their Waterloo. This will be their destruction. I've been drinking beer! The next day, Jones was front and center for Trump's speech. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. With megaphone in hand, Jones then led a crowd to the Capitol. Let's go to our country, Trump's only mandatory. Let's start marching to the Capitol. When he arrived, it was chaos. Trump supporters were in hand-to-hand -hand combat with police. Let's march around to the other side. And let's not fight the police and give the system what they want. We are peaceful. The west side was anything but peaceful. As Jones was leading a crowd to the other side, the Capitol was breached. Jones arrived on the Capitol's east side, climbed steps packed with rioters, and called for peace, but also revolution. 1776! Jones sees it all and takes off. Chicken McNuggets. Just minutes after Jones left, a mob trying to force the east Capitol doors would push their way through. From a perch overlooking the Capitol, he would... So hold on, CNN just admitted that he called for peace. A peaceful revolution. He called for peace. And the Capitol breach didn't happen until after he left. And yet they're still trying to pin this on him? 
I'm st- I'm going with my thesis that this was not delayed. The release was not delayed because of outrage or phony outrage. I think they wanted this timed to be released during the Capitol hearing so they can tie Alex in. Um, we'll keep going. Rejoin Infowars broadcast and start a new conspiracy theory. This is the bureau. Followed his content. The mother of one rioter told a judge her son believes everything Alex Jones has to say. Another rioter who allegedly tased a police officer told FBI agents Alex Jones inspired his journey. How did you start going to these rallies? In boards. Two men linked to Jones face the most serious charges filed in the January 6th riot. Seditious conspiracy. Oath Keeper founder Stuart Rhodes, a frequent InfoWars guest whose phone contained an encrypted chat that included Jones. Rhodes pleaded not guilty. And former InfoWars reporter and Proud Boys leader Joe Biggs, who pushed his way through the police lines into the Capitol, he also pleaded not guilty. Biggs, what do you got to say? Jones has not been charged. But CNN has learned that January 6th select committee investigators want to know about Jones' involvement in the funding for Trump's rally, the planning for his march to the Capitol, and Jones' ties to extremists now charged with conspiring against the government. I said this, my lawyer told me, almost a hundred times today during the interrogation. On advice of counsel, I am asserting my Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. Jones says he refused to answer the committee's questions about January 6th, but told his InfoWars audience right he so knew nothing about a plot. And they already know I didn't do anything. I wasn't planning any violence. I was even talking about everybody should be peaceful. He would say he was talking about a peaceful type of fight, but that's not how it's actually translated to the people that follow Alex Jones. Alex! <laughs> he said it was peaceful, but all the people that really listen to Alex Jones and follow him know that he meant violent. What? I know I shouldn't expect more from CNN, but this is... His former employees are now convinced Jones and InfoWars are a sham. I think I was facing a personal reckoning. It took me a lot longer to get the courage to leave. Almost sounds like you're breaking away from a cult. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there are many aspects of being in Jones's world, being a listener. Uh, subscribing to those ideas that are cult-like. Like and subscribe to these ideas. It took Kalen Robertson six months to break away. What do you say to the people who are wrapped up in this world of info wars uh, and believe these conspiracies? Oh, I would just tell them directly that Alex doesn't care about them and that they're just being used for money. Oh. And his business model, making money from supplements, not ads, means Jones' InfoWars empire is virtually untouchable. He's making money from supplements instead of ads. Almost like a value for value type thing. Oh my god. Holy shit. He he's making money without ads. Alex Jones operates a media organization unlike any other. You can't put pressures on him by by going after his advertisers. As long as he has that core of people buying those products, he'll do whatever he wants. I can buy you the for only the thing dollar. that can hold Jones accountable is a lawsuit. Sue his ass! (laughs) Jones is feeling pressure from the lawsuits filed by the families of Sandy Hook victims. Uh He was found liable and it could cost him millions. A new lawsuit 
accuses Jones of moving tens of millions of dollars to protect his fortune. Which Jones <laughs> what denies. you doing over there? <laughs> he now admits children were murdered, yet in a recent deposition, still holds on to his conspiracy theory. The truth is, deep down, I have still have real questions about Sandy Hook and, and a lot of the anomalies. And the Why wouldn't you have real on. questions? Even in the wake of yet another horrific school shooting, this time in Uvalde, Texas, oh, Jones there it is. is at it again. I would predict a lot of mass shootings right before the election and then like clockwork it's happening. Alex will not stop. This is what people have to understand about Alex. Will his behavior stay the same? Absolutely. While Jones continues to spread his message, it's his past lies that leave permanent pain. Uh -huh. Alex Jones lied about Sandy Hook. My loss is the same as the next person that lost a child, but there's no closure to it. And it's just like I'm fighting every day for something. seen it really sorry about all the uh, crisis actor parents people really should feel bad for them thanks for listening the views and opinions the views and opinions of abs in a six-pack expressed do not represent the host guests or anyone this show is satire and should not be taken seriously Thank you. Have a good night. My brain isn't fucking working. I've been drinking beer. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. I have cone. ice cream. I have cookies. I have candy, five-year-old. Thank you for your courage. A-B-S-N-A-6, the number, P-A-C-K dot com. Abs in a six-pack.